world works. So to hopefully save everyone a little time and or energy, here's this. The opinions that you hear are those of the host and callers, and not those of iHeartMedia, its management, or advertisers. Ladies and gentlemen, it's the Phillips File, broadcasting high atop the iHeartMedia complex on WTKS-FM HD1. Coco Beach, Orlando. Available anywhere you go on the iHeartRadio app. Download it now. Groundbreaking, critically acclaimed. And now, The Phillips File. All right, here we go. Hold your ears, folks. It's showtime. How you doing? It's, it's showtime. How you doing? How you doing? Yeah, how you doing? Hello there. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome. It is the start of the Phillips File. This one for Thursday. That is Thursday, March 22nd in the year 2018. Good afternoon, everybody. My name is Jim Phillips here once again to take your phone calls, listen to your stuff this afternoon, whatever that stuff might happen to be. News and current events, of course, we can do that. We'll talk about your life. Feel free to talk about mine. We'll find many other things to discuss this afternoon. We always do. So take part in the most listened to, the most popular, the most widely heard, the highest rated radio program of its kind in the entire state of Florida. Pick us up on iHeartRadio. Go to realradio.fm. That's our website. Check that out. You can follow me, of course, on Twitter at RealJim. And then remember, send us a text on anything at any time. We will look at it. We'll read it. We'll review it. We may use it on the air. That's Real Mobile 77031, powered by David Moss Chevrolet and David Moss Toyota. But on the phones, long distance, toll free, one 978 1041 For those of you in the Metro, 407-916-1041. Mo is not here today. In her absence, Mr. Pinkman and Fritz will have the news and the birthdays and all that good stuff. Jack is with us as well. Later in the program at 4 o'clock, we're going to switch a few things around on this Thursday. It's a very busy day. Thursdays always are. In this particular case, we're going to switch a few things around. Tom Sirmani, and uh, who's the head coach for the Orlando Pride, and uh, star forward slash striker uh, Alex Morgan will be in the studio with us at 4 of course, the Orlando Pride had their season opener at the Orlando City Stadium this Saturday. They go up against the Utah Royals. That's the first game of the season, so they're going to come in and tell you, we'll do the standard. How's the squad shaping up? But I've got a few other questions. We'll get down to the nitty-gritty with uh, Tom Sermani and Alex Morgan when they come in at uh, 4. As a matter of fact, awesome. they don't know it yet, but uh, Mr. Sermani and Ms. Morgan well, acts as a team in uh, a bonus round of closest to the pin. And the prize for that, Jack, if we'll, we'll take a caller, and if the caller chooses the winning team. Uh, they will get a pair of tickets to Saturday's home opener for the Orlando Pride. Now, it's nice. not known to many people, but Tom Sermani is a gigantic fan of closest to the pin. So uh, we'll put them, to, put them together uh, to pit them against Pinkman in a bonus round and see how they do on that. That's it. Four o'clock. Tom Sermani and Alex Morgan in studio with us. First of all, got to get ready because first of all, they're going across the hallway to talk to Jerry O'Neill and Shot Doctor. 
So they might be a little shell-shocked by the time they come in the studio at 4. Now, I did go over there to prep them just to make sure that they're ready. And to Shot Doctor's credit, Jim, he is very excited. He has two chairs, and he made name cards for them. Handwritten. (laughs) It looks like something your uh, third grader might do. It says, seat for Alex, seat for Tom. And he's put those down on the desk in their studio, ready for their appearance. Absolutely fantastic. Here's the great story of the day. Now, let's just let's just put our minds together before we uh, break in a few minutes and get an update on the news from Pinkman and Fritz. Uh, President Trump said today that if he were to fight Joe Biden, the former vice president would go down fast and hard. Just bear with me for a little bit. At an anti-sexual assault rally at the University of Miami earlier this week, Biden said that if he were in high school and heard Trump making lewd comments about women like those captured on the infamous 2005 Access Hollywood tape, he would, quote, take him behind the gym and beat the hell out of him. Mm -hmm. Trump responded on Twitter, escalating the war of words between these two uh, septu, what is a septu, septuagenarians? I mean, old guys. In their 70s? Yeah, I mean, qu- here's what Trump wrote. Crazy Joe Biden is trying to act like a tough guy. Actually, he is weak, both mentally and physically. And yet he threatens me for the second time with physical assault. He doesn't know me, but he would go down fast and hard, crying all the way. Don't threaten people, Joe. First <laughs> of all, none of these guys ought to be. By, just knock it off. But we are there. So. (laughs) Yes. Let me just set up some certain scenarios. Let's say there is a fight between these two. And it could be. It could be boxing. It could be MMA. It could be Greco, Greco Greco-Roman wrestling. Krav Maga. So who do you think would win? I I think it it could be a duel. A tables, ladders, and chairs match. It could be fencing. No, it's got to be physical. You got to, you know, you got to either injure somebody or, you know, if not worse. I oh, mean, that's what it's it. all about. Well, you got to, you got to beat them. Yeah, they're comparable. So boxing, says yeah. boxing, just regular prize fighting. Who would, who would win in a prize fight between Biden and Trump if they lasted more than fifteen seconds without running out of oxygen, without <laughs> running out of air? But I mean, the two of them are together, got the gloves on, bell rings. They come out, this is a prize fight now. This is not kickboxing, it's not MMA, just talking about prize fighting. Who's going to win that fight? Like, physically, I would say probably Joe Biden. Um, but I think Trump's got better reach than Biden. Yeah, well, you got to go in, and then you got to go, you got to get Work close. The body. You got to get in close. Short yeah. men need to get in close. I think Biden might be in better physical shape, condition, than President Trump. And he he grew up... From the hard streets. He was a hard, he had a hard scrabble life at where Trump was more of a you know kind of what do you, what's your expression woke up on third is it yeah woke up on third base and thinking thinking he hit a triple I yeah. love that that's such a great expression so uh, <laughs> all right so uh, all right we're taking Biden in in a prize fight yeah about wrestling I don't mean pro you know WWE wrestling I'm talking about regular. Greco-Roman Olympic-style, collegiate-style uh, wrestling. Trump. I think, I think, think Trump? Would, yeah, he's I, bigger. I think they would both have heart attacks. Well, we're not gonna, We're not thinking about that, Fritz. Right now, we're just thinking about, you know. <laughs> what is the size? We need to tell of the tape on these two fighters. 
We need to know reach. We need to know height. Well, what did they say okay. Trump came in after the physical two what? Well, two twenty something. They said two thirty nine. Yeah, my that, ass. That he's two fifty. <laughs> what is he? Six one. He's, he's between two forty and two fifty. Six foot three for Trump. Uh, Joe Biden is six feet tall. All right. Okay. okay. All right. There you go. So that would uh, lead Trump to have some reach on him. How about a duel? Like with pistols? Yeah. Oh, we Aaron Burr. The- we should get the dueling pistols from Russell Crowe's auction. Then they can fight. <laughs> yeah. What needs to happen? Because is... they need us to get the dueling pistols. You know, there's yes. nothing, there's, there's, and take it for me, there's nothing worse than old goats who think they still have the physical stamina and strength and power to get into a fight. And I understand when you're 25, you're 20, and all that uh, testosterone is running through you. And you're puffing up and you're showing off in the bar. And you want to be the toughest guy in the bar and this and that. You take the slightest insult as a reason to start punching on somebody. Or somebody makes a pass at your girl, so you got to prove something. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, you're swinging and you know down on the floor. You know, all fights go. It's been my experience that all fights go down to the floor within just a couple of seconds. And then once it goes to the floor, all bets are off. You can do whatever you want once it goes down to the floor. You can kick. You can bite. You can scream. You can do whatever. You can pull hair. You can do whatever. Whatever you want. As soon as it goes down to the floor. Boom, and it's going down on the floor in just a couple of seconds. I have never, I have never seen a bar fight, and I've seen a few where they, where they stood upright and just swung at one another like a John Wayne movie in the saloon. Yeah, every uh, <laughs> the only the only movie. thing that the only thing that 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 kind of mirrors a John Wayne movie where there's a fight in the in the in the saloon is somebody sooner or later might pick up a chair and swing it at the other guy. Usually after the guy is knocked out cold on the floor. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think Biden would beat Trump, but then I think Biden would weep uncontrollably afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> and say, what have I done constantly? These two guys need to knock this off. I mean, this is just... They could thumb wrestle. Come on, Biden. Maybe they took new genics. Yeah. You know, Indian leg wrestle. Allowed to say that anymore? It's Native American leg wrestling. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe just and you know you can't say it. Have a have a game of dominoes or something, and let rock the be- let the better man. Texers uh, uh, suggest rock'em sock'em robots. That's good. That's a great idea. I like that a lot. Let me take a little break. Don't forget at four o'clock, Tom Sermani, Alex Morgan from the Orlando Pride will be in studio. You know, we'll ask them the usual questions. Then I've got a couple of questions that uh, they might not be prepared for, and then we're going to pit them together as a team to go up against Mr. Pinkman in a bonus round of closest to the pin. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. You're listening to the Phillips File on Real Radio. Oh, this is the new news background music. Hell yeah, it is. Pretty um, serious. Mo's got some time off, so Mr. Pinkman and Mr. Fritz are handling the news. By the way, nothing like, a, as Jack said, a trade war to send the market into the tank. The Dow's down 555 points. Man. It's good news, right? It says stock markets tumble, showing signs of panic-like selling. Oh, boy. Hey, what are you going to do? Well, uh, speaking of that... President Donald Trump signed an order today that paves the way for imposing tariffs on as much as $60 billion worth of Chinese imports to punish Beijing for what he said is the theft of American technology and Chinese pressure on U.S. companies to hand it over. 
it is diff it is the largest deficit of any country in the history of the world trump said of the u.s china trade imbalance blaming it for lost american jobs he said his action today would make the country stronger and richer okay uh, china has already warned that it will take quote all necessary measures to defend itself raising the prospect of a trade war between the two between the world's two biggest economies Woo! this is not fun go us I mean, I don't understand. I mean, I mean, well, I mean, oh. basically, we don't understand it, do we? We're not economists. We have a general. I just have this general idea that this is not good news for anybody. No, I I hated economics. Terrible no, I don't class. mean economics. I mean a trade war. No, I I don't like this either. Am I right, Fritz? You are not wrong, Pinkman. Um, John Dowd has left the Trump team. Uh, that uh, John Dowd is the lead Trump lawyer in the Russia probe. He left uh, today uh, amid a shape shake up of the president's team and exit that removes the primary negotiator and legal strategist who had been molding Trump's defense. The departure of attorney John Dowd comes as the president has personally intensified his attacks on the special counsel. And just days after the Trump legal team added a new lawyer who is former U.S. attorney Joseph DiGenova. Oh, he's one of these fox hotheads. Ever seen him? No. Yes. Is he scary looking? Oh, he's just a little bit. Actually, it's a street fighter. That's oh, really? It's described. It's a legal street fighter. Yeah, good luck with that. Yeah, Dowd confirmed his uh, decision in an email. He said, "I love the president and wish him well." Apparently, the legal advice he was giving Trump was not being met with the same enthusiasm. <laughs> so he said, "You know what? If you wanna, if you wanna go this route, I'm gonna have to uh, just." Kind of getting the idea this guy's going down somehow, somewhere along the line, whether Stormy Daniels or these other women who have filed you know, lawsuits and uh, legal challenges to him or Mueller, somewhere along the line, something's got to break, don't you think? Yes, I would I would imagine that this would be pretty much the straw, um, you know, the last straw. I mean, something something is going to pop, and then, yeah. of course, if the economy goes south, then he, he's finished. Then again, I thought the last straw was the <laughs> Access Hollywood <laughs> tape when he grabs him by the Yeah, me the too. Pig. I thought maybe, you know, his verbal assault against John McCain, I thought people would yeah, say. But, yeah. but no, you know, no what are you going to do? All right, what do you got there? Right? I thought right. his, I thought his attack wrong. on Mexicans on day one was enough to sink <laughs> yeah, his candidacy. <laughs> Uh, DeGenova, by the way, looks like Gene Hackman in the Royal Tenenbaums. I'll yeah, a little bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, a little bit. Looks like his best friend would stab him getting into a taxi cab. Anyway, uh, Texas serial bomber out of Austin apparently made a video confession before blowing himself up. The police say uh, they say he left a 25-minute video, quote, confession on a cell phone found after he blew himself up just yesterday as officers closed in to make an arrest. Uh, Mark Condit, 23, an unemployed man from the suburb of Pflugerville. Pflugerville? Yeah. Pflugerville. Apparently it's like just north of Austin, I believe, uh, detailed how he made all seven bombs that have been accounted for, five that exploded, uh, one that happened to be recovered before it went off, and the seventh that he detonated on himself as officers rushed his vehicle early Wednesday morning. I think he went to Pflugerville High School. Who wouldn't be weirded out by something like this? Pflugerville Cougars. I don't know, but he was able to get what? Cougarville, Cougarville. It's Cougarville, Hardware store parts and make working bombs. Yeah, cheap Chinese oh, you batteries. Can go on. You can go on the internet and figure that one out. That's mm. all over the place. I mean, I'd like to make that very clear right now to the FBI, the Secret Service, the CIA, and anybody else. I have not gone on the internet. I've heard you can go on the internet. It's well, fairly easy 
to find how to put one of these things together. And they managed to catch him because of his online search results and purchase history. So uh, they said the video failed to reveal a coherent motive for the attack spread over the past three weeks. Um, Austin Police Chief Brian Manley said he does not at all mention anything about terrorism, nor does he mention anything about hate. But instead, it is the outcry of a very challenged young man talking about challenges in his personal life. He had a couple roommates. Fluger, he did? Yeah. How does roommates not know what's going on? Maybe what are you going to do? Come weird. back with a box of uh, six penny nails. Who's what? Is, hey, dude, what are you doing? Putting together a bomb? I mean, he's no. just got a box of nails. Yeah. Okay, then posters. it's like, yo, what's a, a Fluger over here doing with these bombs? I mean, we're doing with these nails. He's not building anything. Right. What are those for? I don't know. Maybe collects them. I don't know. You know how roommates are. They don't pay They don't pay much attention to what the other roommate. Yeah. They don't want anything to... They, right. Yeah. You pay, pay, you pay your roommates too much attention, and then they want something from you. The less yeah. they know, the better. Just pay your rent and do your dishes. They remember that roommate fun. you had who had some kind of cyst, and he wanted you to change his bandage or something? No, he made his girlfriend do that. Yeah, that exactly. Was pretty gross. But didn't he ask you? That's what you yeah. get with roommates. You can't get too close to roommates. You, dude, you got your room. I no, got mine. Don't do. bother me. You need a bandage change, and it's in the spot you can't. If you can't trust your roommate, who can you trust? <laughs> not your roommate, that's for sure. Am I right, Fritz? You are not wrong. The Norsalmon oh. trial is still um, getting geared up. finished. But... Oh. <laughs> Keep going. No. Hey, this is their news, mister. <laughs> After yeah. the massacre. See that sign over here? See that? The, the, it says monsters. See Phillips with one L on the top. Oh, that yeah. sign. He's yeah. pointing to the one above it. Yeah. Yeah, Phillips file. <laughs> uh, After the massacre at Pulse nightclub, FBI Special Agent Richard Fennern was asked to trace the digital trail of the gunman and his wife, Nor Salmon. Uh, he started the moment the gunman entered the nightclub June 12th. Um, there is now video surveillance of North Salmon standing next to her husband as he purchased uh, ammunition at a Walmart store. Well, that doesn't mean anything. It's it's a lot. It's a lot of nothing as of right now. They they have traced her phone. She was never near Pulse nightclub, so they know that she was never with him per se. Um, I mean, she might be guilty. I don't. I think it'll be a. Uh, she'll be found not guilty or, or a mistrial. Right. But uh, you know, I've shopped for ammunition. You know, my wife was uh, with me at the time. She was checking out the, uh, you know, the camouflage jumpsuits. But you know, I was. You know, you 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 buy you buy your ammunition. Yep. As of right now, they know that he was uh, he was online. He withdrew four thousand dollars from PNC Bank throughout the morning. He was conducting online yeah, searches, including for the website and uh, uh, for the FBI and the website Jihadology. Never heard of that wow, before. That's, you know, uh, and, uh, as I said yesterday, <laughs> right. I mean, I'm sure that all of us at one time or another were checking things on the internet. That uh, probably, you know, you had one ear uh, down the hallway because you didn't want somebody else in the family to see what you were doing. She also had written, right? written statements, You're though, You're not Jim. wrong. <laughs> yeah, you are not wrong. She also had... <laughs> I mean, come on, really. Let's yes. Hold, hold you on. Are Am correct. I right? Yes. Come on. Yes. They, uh, <laughs> I believe her defense was pointing to his web history as yeah. a reason like to suggest that he didn't share his computer or phone with her at all. Because he was looking up dating sites and pornography pretty often, apparently. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be a stretch, but we'll see. Well, she also convictor. Um, so in this written statement, she said, "I knew he was preparing for jihad when he bought the rifle, was going to the range to shoot, and was spending a lot of money and bought the ammunition." Maybe she thought he was going to go to Turkey and slip into Iraq. Sure, you could be a great defense attorney. I think. 
Oh, I'd be a gr- I would be a superb defense attorney. <laughs> he would take advantage of the ambiguous. I mean, it's it's all it's just stage presence. Yep, habeas corpus. You don't have to know much about the law. It's just, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen of the jury. I mean, I just look at case. me. <laughs> I mean, all you have to do is look at me to know that my client is not guilty. Let me take a little break, Mister. But you don't and- like speaking in front of people. I don't consider jurors to be real people. <laughs> That'll win your case. <laughs> it's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Orlando Pride coach Tom Sermani and forward Alex Morgan in studio with us at 4. Their season opener is this Saturday against the Utah Royals at the Orlando City Stadium. Back to the news. Mo's not here today, so Mr. Pinkman and Fritz have the news. Thank you, thank you. Uh, today is a certain food day, and I can't remember what Mo said it was. So, um, Lemon yeah. meringue pie. It's something like that. Mm-hmm. Some kind of f- weird food that you're good for one bite, and then it's like meh. Uh, Facebook, like see, that flourless cake. Ew, what is what that? is flourless like, cake? Is that like gluten free cake? I don't know, but it's kind of yash. Flourless it? cake. It's not a mousse. A mousse is more like a, a, I don't know, kind of like a pudding. But flourless cake is yeah, has no taste. It's like oh flan. yeah, like that gluten free cookies. It's the same thing. It's just like. Kind of dirt yeah. tasting. Yeah, as well eat a bucket of oats. <laughs> yeah, unless you put better. like a unless you put a gallon of vegan butter in it, it's just going to be dry. It's like what is co- vegan oh, butter? Wait, are you ready vegan for- butter? It's, just- it's made of soy, yeah. probably. Uh, not oh, necessarily. God. No, it's like an eighty percent vegetable. It's like a uh, canola oil. It'll make you grow man of- boobies. You want today's food day? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's National Water Day. Oh, that's stupid. <laughs> that is stupid. <laughs> Did an eight-year-old like write some of these? <laughs> I don't know, but tomorrow is National Chips and Dip Day. I don't know where all that oh, crap yeah. started with. You need to be hydrated. Yeah. Who knew? Yeah, you just turn on the garden hose. Yeah. Yeah. Take a now... couple of sips and you know the faucet. Take a drink a glass of water. No, you got the plastic. You know. Let me look at my last holster. This is true story. My last three texts from Jim. Drink plenty of fluids. That's because you fluids. said you had the flu. Drink plenty of fluids. <laughs> apparently, apparently, you, apparently, you didn't drink enough fluids. Right. Or, well, the fluids they settled in your chest. <laughs> You've been Wanzi laughing for three days. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Almighty man, you are this close to having walking pneumonia. Yeah, yeah, for sure. No, I'm good. I'm good. He's starting to give his movie reviews with pink triangles too. <laughs> I'm due to go. I think I'll have to go to the movies this Friday. Do you have like a hundred and one fever? I did, and but you don't anymore. No, I'm. That's why I'm at work. Okay. So, Was this ask a nurse? What's it? can I have the news, please? <laughs> yes. Can you finish the news? Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg has ended his silence about the handling of users' private data by his company. Uh, Facebook, of course, has been under fire this week after the revelation that political advertising firm Cambridge Analytica improperly obtained the personal data of fifty million users. Uh, he has now acknowledged that Facebook, quote, made some mistakes and announced new steps to protect user data. Uh, he says he's trying to understand what exactly happened and maintains that Facebook has a responsibility to protect your data. And, quote, if we can't, then we don't deserve to serve you. Uh, going forward, he vows that the platform will conduct a full audit of any app with, quote, suspicious activity and wants to restrict access to user information by developers even more. This company's gotten so big, they don't even know what they're doing anymore. No, yep. he has no idea. And uh, what's going to happen, it, it will be regulated. And guess what? That's exactly what he wants. 
because then if more of these problems pop up in the future, he can always he can always say, well, it wasn't entirely our fault because we are regulated uh, as a utility by the government. I mean, that's he needs that protection as well. Right. No fool. Oh, God. And a lot of people are starting to boycott and ditch Facebook. Right? And a lot of people are, yeah, they're former Facebook executives mm-hmm. are turning on them, too. Oh, yeah. Am I right, Fritz? You are not wrong. Uh, in fact, if you are fed up with Facebook, Jim, didn't you mention recently that you want to kind of get rid of yours? Yeah, I don't connect to it anymore, but I don't know how. Jeez, the market is almost down 600 points. Thanks a lot, Donald. Thanks Announces a lot, a Obama. Trade, uh, trade tariffs against China. <laughs> the market goes, uh, That'll t- that your 401k will get a hit on that one. Sorry, what is that? Yes, I would. Well, this is how you can... Uh, I don't utilize it. I don't look at it. I don't post anything on Facebook. And uh, and I don't like this manipulation of data that they allowed to happen. And I'd just like to be able to... I know some... I don't understand it completely. I'm too old for that. You know, I know there's still that connection there somewhere, but I can I sever it, sever it so it's... Gone forever? Just gone. You most certainly can, but allow me to uh, tell you about some things you okay. might not be aware of. What's that, Fritz? Before deleting your account, Jim, yes, you have to rescue all of your photos and all of your posts because Facebook has all of this data already about you that you can download, and it's kind of scary seeing exactly what they know about you, how long you've been on the app, things like that. Well, so, if they want to look at photographs of uh, farm tractors and me in an angry bird's costume, that's fine. That's fine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Are you uh, saying rescue them, like preserve them for yes. his own yeah. use? Save them on your computer. Yeah, yeah just so just, he has them because Facebook's never going to give them up. Yes, and also, you know, just in case someone says, well, on this date, you, you know, this is what you posted, you can say, no, I didn't. This is doctored, you know, things like that. Um, also, the photos that people have shared with you, um, even if you are tagged in them, those will be gone. You can save those individually, but all of that will uh, will be poof vanished. All right, whatever they have, they have. I just want I just want to sever anything to Facebook. You can also deactivate your account. Okay. So then no one can see you. I think I, I unless you I and then that way you can go back on. But if you are ready, just delete. I'll have Catherine do it. <laughs> just nuke it. I couldn't even get the printer to operate today. Just absolutely nuke it, oh, Jim. No. Get everything up. Just here, there you go, honey. Press this button. There you go. That's the way you do it. I showed you this the other day. You know, put, put the, the cursor here, drag it down. There you go. Is it like a computer? God, I'm an idiot. <laughs> what? It's like a computer printer, like with the buttons. Wireless printers are a pain in the ass. It's a wireless printer. Yes. It just wasn't, and then it was something on the screen, and I was getting all huffy and puffy, and she can hear me in the other room, like, Shocker. what's the matter? <laughs> and it's like, settle down, will you? I'm going to get this to work. So, so she's got to come in. <laughs> You know, here's the cursor. We call it a cursor. She said, "Press this button." Okay, here you go. Here's the way. You know, it's like you're teaching a kindergarten. <laughs> yeah. Am I right? You're not wrong, Fritz. A fourth nor'easter. She could have done worse. Yep. Well, maybe a little bit better, but a lot worse. <laughs> what so I keep telling her. Whatever <laughs> makes you feel better. <laughs> yeah, you could have done better, honey, but a lot worse. So. Middle of the road. A fourth nor'easter has slammed the east coast, of course. Uh, At last check, more than 88,000 customers were without power last night in the mid-Atlantic and New England, uh, the majority of those being in New Jersey. Officials are telling people not to get on the roads if they don't have to. 
Uh, for the record, the last time the region was hit like this with four in such a rapid succession was back in 2015 when four storms chewed through the area between January 26th and February 15th. Orlando Sentinel reporting that the Metro Orlando population has now topped two and a half million. It's funny. And a lot of it is people, they just they, they don't want to deal with this weather up north. Can you blame them? I'll go ahead and uh, Am I right, Fritz? that story. You oh, are did you have that wrong? story? Yeah. He does. Well, why don't you give us some more details? You got it, dude. Let's see here. You just full house Quick business here. report. The Dow is currently down 626 points. No biggie. The uh, Orlando metro area yeah, has... no biggie if you don't have anything. You're not worried about anything. <laughs> right, good, yeah. good for me. <laughs> the metro area is now at 2.5 million people. Software developer Jonathan Castro couldn't stand the winters in Chicago anymore. That's when he moved down here, and yeah. he's compiling all this data. It was released Thursday by the U.S. Census Bureau. And they are uh, among thousands who recently drive amongst the 2.5 million people. Anybody of any of us who ever lived in in up north, whether as teenagers or as adults, Jack's one of them. I'm one of them. You know, we don't want to deal with that. It's uh, fine uh, when you're a kid; you go sledding and you know what, ice skate and all that once, stuff. But you know, when you got to get to work and you got to do all the adult stuff, you don't want to deal with that. It's the weather too. The weather's so nice here right now. So I left Pittsburgh Monday morning, and then. Tuesday is when it started snowing, and then my dad sent me a picture yesterday, and the cars were completely covered in snow. Yeah, yeah. I have I no, no interest. I have no interest in recreating with that stuff. Snow? Yeah, I don't want to go to snow. Vail. No, it'll kill you. Yeah, it will. Meaning That's death powder. Well, if... <laughs> If there's a blizzard and the snow gets uh, like into the, the tailpipe, it'll kill you with carbon monoxide. Yeah, yeah, that's one way to go. You have a you have an increased risk in heart disease and also heart attacks by shoveling the snow and you're you're yeah. lousy and you're angry. Yeah, avalanche. Avalanches yeah. also. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. things take out timber timber trees. Yeah, slipping timber trees. <laughs> what kind of tree is that? It's a big one. Like an evergreen. It's a it's a big tree. Those are the only ones they have to shout timber for when timber. they knock down. Timber. Timber. Anyway, 2.5 million people now. (laughs) Am I right, Pinky? You're not wrong. Pinkman? Yes, yes, sorry. Uh, Donald Trump Jr.'s wife allegedly confronted his mistress, Aubrey O'Day. Ooh. Which one? Uh, uh, Donald Trump Jr., he's the dark-haired one. Okay, yeah, slick. Yeah, he had an affair with the uh, singer Aubrey O'Day when she was on The Celebrity Apprentice or whatever. While he was still married to his wife, of course, uh, his wife Vanessa confronted Aubrey directly, calling her with her kids on the phone at the same time because she really wanted to sting her, I guess. Uh, Sources say Don Don Jr.'s and Aubrey's romance was real, and he wanted to leave his wife, but his family stopped him. So Um, there are now three women... Who are so. uh, taking legal action against the president, Stormy. Oh, I can't keep track. Then you have I, a Playboy yeah. Playmate. Yeah. Then you have a woman who was on Celebrity Apprentice, was, or Appre- The Apprentice. And yes. they say her trial, her civil trial, she never had an agreement. Right. And a judge has cleared the way for that, for that to proceed. And I thought I heard this morning, I'm not a lawyer, just play, I'm a pretty good one, on the, on the radio. But they said in that civil trial, if it goes in discovery... You can ask anything you want. So if the president was brought in, if he's subpoenaed to testify in that particular civil trial, you could ask him about Russians. You could ask him about money. You could ask him anything you wanted to. Wow. And he'd have to respond. 
That's nutty. Am I right, Fritz? No, Fritz, that's our legal system. Mm, fudge. Oh, there you go. <laughs> uh, under, uh, you are not wrong, by I the like way. like fudge. I don't like fudge. I uh, like no. it. It's too I'd, sweet. No. It's too sugary for me. I don't like that people put nuts in it sometimes. Or is that a different fudge? Like Nutella? Is Nutella a fudge? Mm, or is it a spread? That's a spread. That's a hazelnut, right? Yeah. I don't like hazelnut? that. I don't, I don't, I'm like... I, a friend of mine loves that stuff. He, he just buys gigantic jars of it and just spoons it out. Nice. It's a lot of sugar. That is a lot of sugar. Um, under the new uh, weapons law that Flo- uh, uh, Florida recently passed, a UCF student will not uh, will actually now be barred from ever having weapons. Um, UCF student uh, Chris Velasquez told police he was just one life-altering event, like getting fired or going through a a breakup, from gathering the courage to open fire on an Orlando school. So with this new law, he is now uh, barred from ever owning any weapons or ammunition. Okay. The new line, uh, the new law was signed by Governor Rick Scott on March 9th, one week before it was applied to this individual, which allowed law enforcement to seize firearms from him. Taking place in the March this weekend? Mm, maybe. Isn't, when isn't, is it? Isn't he a little old? This weekend. Saturday. I can probably no do way. that. Yeah, Saturday. I can do that. They're doing it at Lake Eola. Good. Then I'll march right over to the stadium for the Orlando Pride match. Oh, nice. Well, it's nice. a lot of walking. I don't know in your physical condition whether you ought to be doing that. It's a nice day for a slow walk. I was going to say a slow, brisk walk. Get sweated <laughs> out of you. <laughs> slow, brisk. It's like timber trees. <laughs> Those are the big ones. Um. Yeah, anyway, the, the risk protection order against Velasquez, which required him to turn over any guns in, the, in his possession, uh, also prohibits him from obtaining any others. But as of right now, it's only temporary because uh, they seized all of his guns before this new law was passed. So it's well, already, you know, news. if it's one if it's one person, then that's... I don't know, Jim. Do you think their news needs music underneath it? It needs something. I'll yeah, tell you that it, right it, now. Without right? it, you just hear at least, you know... Like a porn oh, yeah. movie. I like this that. This was from D. Royale's news. It's hot. Way to spoil it. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, next. Am I right? Time. Let's You're go. not wrong, Fritz. Uh, NASA would get a billion-dollar boost in its budget in the newest federal spending bill in Washington, which is planned for a vote this week. Uh, that bill would increase total NASA funding to $20.73 billion, up from $19.65 billion in 2017. It would also double the funding for Kennedy Space Center's launch systems and facilities to $895 million, up from a low, low $429 million just before that. Uh, those improvements are needed if talk of sending humans to Mars is ever going to be realized. And, of course, we need that Space Force going on. I'll tell you that. Yeah, my Uncle Blanky worked for NASA after he got out of the FBI. You don't say. Yeah, I did. Chasing astronauts? Well, he was chasing astronauts up and down A1A. The good old days, you mm-hmm. know. There were only like what eight astronauts back then. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's Chase, all you need. They're all skirt chasers, except for that John Glenn, uh, Mister Goody Two Shoes, yeah. nerd, Mister American <laughs> Hero. Ooh, I like science and going to space. I don't have time for women. And yeah. there's always that one. I'm going to be faithful to my wife. They Ooh. used to have a great Loser. bar over there. I don't know whatever happened to it, but the, the bar was. Uh, yeah, the one where they had the pool and you could look into the, in the in the back of the bar. I mean, was just uh, windows into the pool. Cool, but that was when nobody was um, nobody was around when Cocoa Beach was just the Wild West. Yeah, now they've got all those 
rules, exactly. laws. Yeah. They don't want you to drink the on pay the beach. to get on the beach. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, the beach should be free. That's what I've always said. Free the beach. The That's beach. what I say. Actually, beach. it is free to it's get the, on the beach over there. It's the people's beach. No, I thought there's some other place. Uh, maybe I'm thinking New Smyrna. Yeah, New Smyrna. They charge you to yeah, drive on sorry. the beach. Now I just want to go. Now I just want to be at the beach right now. This music there ought man. to be public access to the <laughs> beach. I mean, you ought to. Every all pieces of property should be, should have uh, public access. They think they do in Hawaii. Same in the Virgin Islands. You can't prevent people, you know, from going in between houses to reach the beach. What about I'll Turks and Caicos? I don't know. I've never been there. I haven't either. I hear it's nice. I, I hear it's nice too. You are not wrong. A Florida nine-year-old, Jim, he broke a clapping world record. In, in one minute, how many times do you think he clapped? How many times did he make his hands clap? In one minute. In 60 clap, seconds. Clap, 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 clap. I'm going to go 110. 110 for Jack Bradshaw. 325. 325 for Jim Phillips. What about you, Pink Man? I already know the answer. What one, is the answer? 1,080 times. What? That's some clapping. <laughs> yeah, that's some clapping. What? what? <laughs> so, uh, yeah, he he became dedicated to it. Um, he got up to 1,020. Uh, that was his the previous record. Uh, so he was like, you know what? I think I can do this. He's been practicing several times a day, even getting blisters on his hands. He is now in the Guinness World Record. Uh, the Orlando Sentinel <laughs> is reporting that the judge in the newer Salman trial has been scolding the prosecutors today, saying info, information was kept from him. Quote from the judge, I'm very concerned. Oh, boy. Oh, that's a bummer. Could be a mistrial. Could yep. be. Could be Could a we, dollar in my pocket. Think, yeah, we have a bet on that, don't we? We need Mo back for that stuff. No, you I need to remember. start writing stuff down, including the win-losses. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have a sheet You got for birthdays? That. Yeah, I've got time birthdays. To you ready? Yeah, got to wrap Puppy it up, up. because uh, Tom Cermoni and Alex Morgan are coming in, and they've got to settle them in. They've been with the shot doctor and Jerry O'Neill, so I imagine they're a tad bit shell-shocked. <laughs> All right, let's do birthdays. Uh, first up, we have Matthew Modine from Full Metal Jacket and Stranger Things. And he's uh, 58. Oh, please. Fritz? Uh, he's uh, 42. Oh, no. I can't even. I don't 60. get 60. Uh, uh, Jim and Jack split. He's 59. I don't get the way you play this game. I don't Fritz. know this guy. I'm, I'm like Matthew Modine. Yeah, I don't know who the hell he's he is. He's Stranger Things. Generally speaking, if Jim goes first, he's probably pretty close. Seen Stranger Things? Is he the sheriff? No, no. he's the one with the white hair. No, he's the main professor. One, the professor. The professor. Yeah, whatever. Okay. Doctor Professor. Uh, William Shatner of Star Trek. T.J. Hooker. Uh, they listed American Psycho 2, which is stupid, but whatever. How old he's, is what he's, he's 80. Oh, no, he's older than that. 84. He is 81. Uh, Jack got it 87. No kidding. Boink. Wow, man. All right. Oh. I think he what it, he fills out a little in weight every year to stay looking young or something. Yeah, I think he wears a girdle. Probably. Spanks or something. And from Legally Blonde, Reese Witherspoon. Reese Witherspoon. Oh, love her. And Big Little Eyes. Mm -hmm. I will say <sighs> she is... Uh, uh. 44. 45. Damn it. 43. Should have gone one lower. 42. No Fritz kidding. gets a point. On All right, Good job. 
Hey, we'll take a little break. Uh, Tom Sermani, the coach of the Orlando Pride, along with forward Alex Morgan. They're going to come inside the studio. Of course, the Orlando Pride take on the Utah Royals this Saturday at 7.30 in their season opener at Orlando City Stadium. We're going to try to pair them up to go against Pinkman in a bonus round of closest to the pin. Your opportunity to win a pair of tickets to that game this weekend. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. To win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. You are listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio. Phillips file for this uh, Thursday, one triple eight nine seven eight one zero four one. As promised, Orlando Pride head coach Tom Sermani and the Orlando Pride's forward Alex Morgan in the studio with us again. It's good to see them again. Don't forget the Orlando Pride take on the Utah Royals this Saturday, seven thirty, in their season opener at Orlando City Stadium. If you're interested in tickets, and this, by the way, is great soccer, great football. That's the way we like to describe it in my country. Go to Orlando Pride dot. Tom, welcome. Good to see both of you again. It's great to be here, as ever. How was uh, O'Neill and Shot Doctor across the way, our colleagues across the way? Interesting. A little shell-shocked after that? You get a little... (laughs) I still can't speak. He's... uh... He's a he's tad bitch. All right, let's get to the heart of the matter. And then I've got some, then I've got some some better questions. How's the squad shaping up? You know, we had a great season last year. Unfortunately, you know, right towards the end, uh, you mm-hmm. know, the play. But that's that's all in the past. How's it looking this season? It's looking good. I we've uh, just not uh, preparation has been a wee bit disrupted because of the number of players that have been away on international duty. Yeah, but uh, outside of that, everybody's in good health. Um, team looks good. Everybody's happy at the moment, and uh, I think we're in good shape. Could you do us a favor? Maybe you know, just go across the practice field and show the Lions how to play soccer. If could, is that? I know. I see your <laughs> next OCSC match, and I'm like, where's the pride schedule can the, up there? Can the, nice. can the pride just can, <laughs> coach Alex? Can you just take the you know take a break and practice and just go over there? It's like. Hey guys, this is the way you this is the way you play the game to win. We're just gonna say no comment. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we've all been there. We've been through the tough times. I can tell you. So they'll be okay. They've got a good side this year, and they'll they'll come good when everybody's healthy. So what do you say about the Utah Royals? Me, I look. It's interesting because they're a new club, but they're not really a new team. They basically yeah. took over the the Kansas City team. Um, they got the coach from Seattle, so we've got a little idea about how they'll play. And and like any team in this league, it, it's going to be a difficult game. It's going to be a tough game. And and to be honest, I said to our team today, the reality is when we've got our team, we've got Alex Morgan, Sid Larue, and Marta. Every team that plays against us, it's the biggest game of the season. For right. Them. I'm just waiting for that day when the coach, when I ask him a, a question like that, instead of saying, you know. You never know. There's a tough team, you know. They're all hobbling around, and uh, they got a few players that only have one leg. But they're always a tough team. If they, if if the coach would just say, "Oh, we're just going to kick the snot out of them. That's what we're just going. We're just going. We're just going to, you know, we're just going to kill them on the on the pitch." There's some coaches all, like there, that. There, Very there few there. of them. But... I've never heard a coach 
Because we, we don't trust the media. Yeah, that's why the, even in college football, <laughs> you have these sacrifice teams that come in. You know that it's going to be they're going to beat them seventy-five to three or something like that. But always pregame is well, you never know. They've got some great players, and uh, things can happen, and we have to be on guard. Blah blah. Instead of just saying we well, are just going to knock the crap out of them, we're just we're just going to kick their ass. <laughs> Say it, Tom. Oh, Come on. Saying say it, just say it, Tom. Just say it. Say Alex it, Tom. Morgan is going to score a hat trick this Saturday. There yeah. you go. <laughs> See, this is now this unnecessary pressure that the coach puts on us. Uh, bravado. <laughs> All right, let me get to the heart of the matter. How long have you had that mustache? Oh, since I was early 20s. I've shaved it off twice for charity. That's it. For charity. How, yeah. like, have you ever seen him, Alex, you without the, you without the mustache? You didn't do your head, so you did your mustache. I, I didn't do the head. I, I've... I've um, I've shaved it off. No, two things. I've shaved it off for charity, and I shaved it off when we qualified for the 2011 World Cup. Right. So nice. The team cool. said, we want to color your hair and shave your mustache, and they did both. Has it always been that <laughs> style? or you, that, I, I, I would much. say that's like a, a, a British military officer's mustache. I never thought of that, but um, it's kind of always been like that. You Not never had a handlebar. It hasn't, hasn't always been quite as gray as it is now. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, no beard, no goatee, or nah, anything nah, like nah, that. No, nah, I don't like being unshaven. I don't like being unshaven. Well, Could okay. Alex propose a, a similar challenge for this season that they will win the championship if they win nice. the championship? You'll shave. Again and yeah, we work it up for charity. I'm, I'm happy to do that. Yeah, yes. there you go. There you go. Yes. Desperate, All right, Alex. Desperate times and desperate measures. <laughs> Our work is done. It's up to you and the team now. All right, Alex Morgan. What's harder, uh, being separated from your husband who's not playing in Los Angeles, or being coached by this guy over here? <laughs> I mean, uh, yeah, being away be from easy. my husband. Is I mean, all serious. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, no, it's it's not easy. Yeah, but. Just taking it in stride and obviously still happy to be here and with coach be- with Tom being the coach, he makes it a lot easier. Right. How's Blue doing? Blue's good. He's my dog that is almost a hundred pounds. Now this is and... the dog that your husband acquired. Yeah, my dog. Or didn't, and my didn't you come husband... back from uh, maybe international play and your and your husband had, had gotten this dog? Pretty much. And... and then he moves to Los Angeles and you you still have blue. Well, I fell in love with my dog yeah. and, Good um, for you. you know, we still are, I'm still in the same house and, uh, and he's my protector now. So good. That's it. No dogs yeah. for you. Yeah. No Tom, dogs. Tom Only, wants no. to say no comments to that because no. he's not, he's You're not, not a, a dog, dog guy, not a dog guy. Really? I'm not a child guy. I'm just a miserable old <laughs> just guy. Just a guy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I mean, did uh, something happen and no, did a dog bite no. you in childhood or something? No. I mean, I know people, a lot of no, people no, are allergic no, to no, dogs. I, or No, I just I, I just don't want to bother. I know that sounds terrible. It's a responsibility. Yeah, I just, no. Um, and athletes and coaches, they travel a lot. Yeah, so yeah, it's true. always finding someone to be able yeah. to, you know, to take care of the animal. Yeah. Yeah. And coaches know, never never know what's around the corner. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, no, I'm just the... selfish. I think I'm probably just selfish, I think. Nah, selfish is having a dog or having children and not taking care of them. That's the way I look at it. Yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. Yeah, that's true. Who said that? Me? me? <laughs> Fritz. Me? That's yeah, Fritz I mean, sitting in the booth yeah, over I mean, there. You know, it's okay to say, look, I don't want children or I don't want a dog or hamster or goldfish or anything like that. But, you know, if you have them and then don't pay attention to them, that's being selfish. That's a dick move. Yeah. Is Allison <laughs> back in town? No, Allison's still in Australia. Enjoying yeah. life over I mean, there. wifeless, dogless, oh, yeah. childless. 
Come he on, said man. miserable. <laughs> How are you spending your nights? That makes me happy. Exactly. <laughs> you might want to go over and spend some time with the shot doctor. Yeah. Just sit there and yeah. you can help him, uh, you know, clean yeah. the carpets. See, I can Vacuum sleep, the carpets. I can sleep in the couch with a, a dog all over my face and without my wife saying, when are you coming to bed? So what, what let, more can you ask for? Let me ask you a question. Do you, when you're on the pitch, do you trash talk the, the opponents? No, not usually. I mean, unless they do like a dirty play and kind of like cleat me or elbow when it's unnecessary, then, then you know, I'll get into it. But but it's not just standard. I mean, is, is there a difference between the Lions and the Pride or, or men's soccer and, and women's soccer when it comes to that? Because I've been told by some of the Lions players, oh, yeah, they're out there all the time calling each other this or, I you know, throwing really their, weird. Like their, I, na- their mother's name under the bus and that kind of stuff. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for, like, winning the, like, point of soccer. Well, not the whole point, but the number yeah. one thing is to win. But I I don't think that I've ever thought, like, let me talk about their family in order to, like, get an edge. Right. I mean, I'll, I don't say that. I wouldn't say that I go, like, that I'm so above that. But <laughs> You have to when you have to. <laughs> but that's not, not the tactics. You I would use. agree that there's... There's more or better parity among, uh, I guess, uh, in the National Women's Soccer League now and in international soccer. I mean, the teams are drawing just better and better players all the time. It's fantastic football. Yeah, I think so. I mean, in the first year or two, you know, it's to be expected. There's a lot of people playing in Europe and a lot of players in college that still don't even have this opportunity to play professional sure. soccer. So now it's just established much more in our Fifth year? Fifth, six year. Six year. Six year. Jeez. Yeah. Six year. Wow. Who are they up in, uh, internationally? Didn't you say one time that China's pouring a lot of money into into they, women's they soccer? They, they've put a lot of money into soccer because the government kind of made it a made right. it their purpose. But uh, there is still a bit of a shambles at international level. So who's the, the, who's the up and comer then, Na- internationally? Well, Aussies are one at the moment. They're on a, a roll. If countries like mm-hmm. Spain start to get their, well, they're getting their act together slowly. Um, I think they could be a, a country that challenges the, the sort of uh, the bigger countries and not too distant future. And I think you're seeing with like national leagues around the world where when you have a league that uh, teams invest, that, that, you know, men's clubs or that owners invest in, like in the right. Spanish league, uh, they're doing better on, the domestic level within their club teams. So I feel like you're kind of seeing that on the international. We don't level. do that here. <laughs> we, we rely what on, on college players by and large, do we not to, I mean, in, in European clubs, you know, they, they see a kid at five years old and all of a sudden they, yeah. they grab or sign him to a contract, put him in an academy and, and train him and raise them, I guess, school them at the same time. But yeah. we, we don't have that kind of system here. No. You think that will ever change? I don't Do know. We need I, I, it? I, well, it has changed in the MLS because uh, the better players don't go to college now, and, and nor okay. can they really. But uh, it's a unique system to the US than mm-hmm. it is anywhere else in the world. To our advantage or not to our advantage? Uh, I think um, that's a really good question. I think question. it's played to our advantage in the past. I mean, you just don't know. It, don't, it has, certainly in the past. It plays to the advantage in the sense, in the women's sense, it keeps a, a huge number of girls in the game from that period of. 17 to 21. Yeah. Right. It's a disadvantage in the sense that in other countries, a 17-year-old that's good enough will get an opportunity mm-hmm. to be in a professional team or to to be in a, a national team a little bit easier than it, than it is in the U.S. 
Hey, don't forget the Orlando Pride. They take on the Utah Royals season opener, 730 at the Orlando City Stadium. If you're interested in tickets, and by the way, this is great football. This is great soccer. There's no question about that. Uh, this team really gets into it, and it's exciting football. If you want some information or to get tickets, go to Orlando-Pride.com. Here's what we're going to do. We'll take a little break, and uh, I've got a little business that I need to do on the air, and then uh, Mr. Sermani and Alex Morgan will team up and go against Pinkman in a bonus round of closest to the pin. I know you're a big fan Cheers. of this bit. Cheers. Not a lot of pressure. There is pressure now. This is, this I'm pretty be... much dead weight, so no, <laughs> you'll be you'll be fine. Not to worry. Not to worry. This is if Pinkman can play, anybody yeah, can play. That's that's yeah, but he's a bit of a dark horse. He's he's all right. He's good. I no, just wonder if he looks it. at his monitor when he's in there. <laughs> yeah, no sweat. Don't worry. Nobody's, nobody's going to be embarrassed. We're not in the business of uh, doing that with good friends. We only do that with people who are not friends of this program. We'll take that break. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong. It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right. You've got that right. The game is closest to the pin. Let's go while we're young. And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips. I like this on your calendars. This is the first and only uh, bonus round featuring Tom Sermani and Alex Morgan of the Orlando Pride against Pinkman because I won't be here next year. So uh, we're going to team up uh, Alex and Coach Sermani to play against Pinkman, all right? Mr. Pinkman, if oh you'll boy. go to the soundproof booth, all right? And there's no time element here, all right? You can take as much time coming up with the answers. I'll record their answers. Okay. And matter of fact, we actually have a player, a caller, Jim. Okay. They get to decide who they're going to support, who they think will win, and if they are correct, they are going to win a pair of tickets to Saturday's opening match for the Sweet. Orlando Pride at Orlando City Soccer Stadium. It's going to be an epic evening this Saturday night. All right, Lewis, who are you going to going to choose, uh, Pinkman or Coach Sermani and Alex Morgan? Uh, I'm going to go with the Pride team. We're going to go yeah. with the Pride. Yeah, going with the, go. Lewis team is going pride. with the Pride. All right, hold on there, Lewis. All right, got ten questions, all right? Just answer to the best of your ability. You don't, there's no calculations. You don't have to do anything like that. There's no math involved. Just answer the question. All right? Here's question number one, all right? Both of you can work as a team. Uh, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg is apologizing for manipulation of users' data. How old is Mark Zuckerberg? Oh, wait, sorry. Yeah, turn their mics uh, on. What go. do you think? I think that that's pretty, even maybe 33. You're going to go 33? They're going 33. Write that down. Got it. All right. A movie called Mark of Zorro. These are all connected in some form or fashion. A movie called Mark of Zorro featuring Tyrone Power was released in what year? I would say 51. 1951. All right. We're going with 1951. Okay. Thank you, Alex. Now, Tyrone Power was also in the movie The Sun Also Rises. That was adopted by adapted from a book by Ernest Hemingway. Hem- Hemingway won a Nobel Prize for literature in what year? It could have been dead by then, but I'll go sixty-three. Sixty-three. Okay, we're going to go nineteen. Hemingway committed suicide at what age? I'm just gonna sh- just shut up. So no, no, no. no, no. Come on. Okay. I'm just gonna stay quiet here. Um, <laughs> 55. Okay, 55. You, you think want that's to, good? You want to go with 55, Alex? 
We'll go with yeah. 55. There we Six, go. 61. All 62. right. Suicide Kings is a movie with Christopher Walken that came out in what year? No idea about that one. This one's up to you, Alex. Yeah. Well, let's give it a guess. <laughs> the movie Suicide Kings with Christopher Walken. Um, 98. 1998. Okay, mark that down. Got 1998. It. I got so it. So how old is Christopher Walken? You'd have to be about 77. Yeah, 75. 75. All right, 75. 75. All right, we'll go 75. Explorer Christopher Columbus died at what age? I know he sailed the ocean blue in 1492. Yeah. Uh, exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you could forget. <laughs> what age he died at? I haven't got a clue. 52, maybe. Okay. Ooh, I like it. Okay, 52. that's good. All right, we got uh, three more to go. Christopher Robin is a character in the Winnie the Pooh stories. The House of Pooh Corner was first published in what year? If you guys could just see Tom's face like, I know. with he, every question. He's squinting uh, those eyes. I know. Come on. 55. 1955? You want to agree with that? I agree. Okay. Two more to go. The movie Robin and Miriam with uh, starring Sean Connery came out in what year? 73. Going to 73. Okay. This isn't fair. This is all before I was even born. It's okay. <laughs> I, I agree with you, Al. We got one more to go. All right. <laughs> You get it within 25, so even if you're behind, if you get this within 25, you win the entire game, all right? If uh, Robin Hood was a crow in Atlanta, Georgia, he would have to fly how many miles to reach New Orleans? So the distance from Atlanta to New Orleans. Yeah. Get it within 25, you take the whole thing. Oh, man. 300, 300 miles? You got 300? You think it's only that much? You think well, it's more? Yeah, uh... keep... Do the you know the she's doing trigonometry? Yeah, Alex whatever. doesn't know old movies, but she has flown all around this globe. Yeah, you, I know. Put it together. I think. Yeah, three hundred. Think it's more. Think it's more? Yeah. yeah, more, more, more. It is four. Four forty-five. Four forty-five. Okay, and we're locked all in. Right. right, bring in. Uh, okay. in. Oh, there all we right. go. Thanks, okay, man. we got it locked in. Fritz, wave him Ooh, in, would you? Oh yeah. That was pressure. Oh, this is exciting. You win all the time when you play in your car, right, Tom? I, easy. Easy in the car. <laughs> all right, Mr. Oh, Pinkman, are you ready? i got 10 questions for you. Ready? Yes. Here we go. Question number one. Uh, Facebook's Mark Zuckerberg, apologize. He's a, uh, Zuckerberg is apologizing for the manipulation of users' data. How old is Zuckerberg? Uh, 31. A movie called Mark of Zorro starring Tyrone Power. It was released in what year? 1952. Power was also in the movie The Sun Also Rises, adopted, adapted from a book by Ernest Hemingway. Hemingway won a Nobel Prize for literature in what year? Uh, 1890. Hemingway committed suicide at what age? Oh, boy. Uh, 61. Suicide Kings is a movie with Christopher Walken. It came out in what year? 1976. How old is Christopher Walken? He is 72. Explore Christopher Columbus died at what age? Uh, 40. Christopher Robin is a character in the Winnie the Pooh stories. The House of Pooh Corner first published in what year? Uh, 1878. The movie Robin and Miriam starring Sean Connery came out in what year? That would be 1970. All right, get it. Uh, last one, get it within 25. You went outright. If Robin Hood was a crow in Atlanta, Georgia, he would have to fly how many miles to reach New Orleans? 
412. All right, let's square this game. <laughs> How old is Mark Zuckerberg? Nice. Amazingly the, close uh, on the a lot of The team of the Orlando Pride with Tom Cermani and Alex Morgan said? Team Pride said 33. Pink Team Pinkman said 31. Right on the money. Somebody got it right on the money. 33. Oh, oh. really? Oh, yeah. Double points. Nice. Double points. The Mark of Zorro, the movie with Tyrone Power, came out on what year uh, Team Pride said? 51. And uh, Mr. Pinkman? 52. 1940. Oh, Team Pride leads 3-0. No. Uh, Ernest Hemingway winning a Nobel Prize for Literature in what year? Team Pride. 1963. And Pinkman. 1890. Eight, 1954. I knew Ooh, it. Ooh, Team Pride. <laughs> Hemingway committed <laughs> suicide at what age? Team Pride. 55. And Pinkman. 61. Right on the money, 61. Oh. Oh. No, Alex yeah. Morgan said 61. Now, Alex, she did, but she, you know, we said, you want to go with 55? She did. Yeah. 61. I don't know. Suicide Kings, a movie with Christopher <laughs> Walken. Yeah. That uh, Suicide Kings came out in what year? Team Pride said. 1998. And Pinkman. 1976. 1997. Oh, oh Team Pride I again gets another point. How old is Christopher Walken? Team Pride? 75. And Pinkman? 72. 74. Oh, oh, oh clobbered. <laughs> oh, man. Christopher Columbus died at what age? Team Pride? 52. Pinkman. 40. 54. Oh, oh Team Pride. Oh, All right. The house at uh, Pooh Corner uh, was published in what year? Team Pride. 1955. Pinkman. 1878. Now do the math. 1928. Yeah. Nice Team They're Pride. Closer. Yeah. Yeah. Two to go. The movie Robin and Miriam starring Sean Connery came out on what year Team Pride said? 1973. Pinkman. 1970. 1976. No. Team Pride. One wow. to go. However, this Mr. Pinkman is losing, but he could win this. Yeah. If he's uh, within 25. It's 9 to 2 right now. If Robin story. Hood was a crow Oof. in Atlanta, he would have to fly how many miles to reach New Orleans? Team Pride said... 445 miles. Mr. Pinkman said... 412 miles. <laughs> no, in fact, that crow would have to fly a total of 469 miles. Oh, Team oh, Pride it. wins. Oh, yeah. Team Pride Wait takes the trophy. What was the window you gave them? 25, 25. miles? 25. They were within 24. Yeah. They, they would have yeah. won on top. Of, oh, yeah. they crushed you. God, that was a <laughs> smash match right there. Oh, <laughs> you got spanked. Wait, was Fritz on my team <laughs> or got, something? No. We're and feeling that, confident now. Ask that question in the beginning that you asked Tom. That. Oh, yeah. What, what was that? The question in the beginning of yeah. the conversation are you, about, are you going to win this, yeah. this, this win? game? <laughs> yeah. We're going to crush them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Good job, Team it's Pride. Easy. Easy. I didn't realize it this was is that omen. easy. Even, though, <laughs> even when I've been driving my car down the road, I didn't realize it was that easy. I'm this, not very good. This, <laughs> this, this is a sign of what's going to be happening yeah. uh, this Saturday. Good luck in, in the match. I, I don't the... care if we win or lose now. I'm just I'm a happy guy. <laughs> <laughs> don't forget, this is great football, by the way. The Orlando Pride take on the Utah Royals, Orlando City Stadium, Saturday at 7.30. Want some tickets? You ought to go. It's great football, great soccer, Orlando-Pride.com. Thanks to both of you for stopping by. A lot of fun. You're good sports. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Two women were spotted eating out of mayonnaise jars at a basketball game. The thought is that the jars actually had vanilla pudding in them and they totally pranked everyone. Still pretty gross though. Next, axe throwing is becoming a popular drinking sport in Brooklyn. Damn hipsters can't just play darts or pool. I guess they want to accessorize their games to go with their beards. Finally, Thai Airlines is banning overweight people from flying business class. Apparently it's because of new seatbelt airbags that they have. 
I'll start caring about this when airlines fix their legroom problems. Headlines were brought to you by Filatowski Cataract and LASIK Institute. Go to myvisionfreedom.com. And transmission. for this uh, Thursday. Congratulations to Team Pride made up of Coach Tom Sermani and forward Alex Morgan, who are our guests this past half hour. Nice Took on Pinkman. Very nice. Both of them took on Pinkman in a uh, special bonus round of closest to the pin and shellacked him. <laughs> beat the pants off him. Jeez, man alive. He got beat by close. a girl. It was embarrassing. I got wrecked. <laughs> But, it was it was ten to two, <laughs> yeah, and yeah, they well, got it. They got the crow question right, and they were within twenty five miles. Well, you know what? I just am not a lucky person. Pack Clark handles sports over at Channel Two WESH Channel Two, and every Thursday at this time, we spend some minutes with Pat talking about well, talking about sports. Please welcome Pat Clark back to the program. Hello, Patrick. James, how are you? Let me tell you. Oh <clears throat> <laughs> no! This this is Tiger, right? Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm. I'm reading. I was actually uh, taking a little nap, and then I was reading, and I said, "Geez, I wonder how Tiger's doing." This was Sunday, you know. So I, uh, you know, I got my uh, my smartphone and Bay Hill leaderboard, and I'm going, "My God, what is what is happening?" I jump yep. up, I run to the TV, I start watching Tiger, and uh, I can't believe what I'm watching, and I. Patrick, this is the absolute truth. I'm not, I, you know, I, I, I very seldom uh, fib to you. <laughs> but I start, I started rooting for him. I and 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 everything hold on, was. Hold it, stop. Say that. Say that again. I started rooting for him. I really, I just, I don't know what it was. I have no idea. Maybe it was just, I, you know, until he got to the 16th tee and uh, yeah. and teed off and sent that ball to Pine Hills, and. Uh, but yeah, I was. I, you know, I, I got to hand it to him. He's got. He's got. As my wife says, uh, he's got the woo. He's got the woo factor. Yeah, there's. He's just one of these guys that comes along every once in a while, and you know, win or lose, people love him. We love to love to watch him play golf. Well, I may have said this before, but and, and the atmosphere at any Arnold Palmer imitation was always special. But it has really been lacking a little bit of something, and I think the tournament officials would even agree with this. Over the past few years, when Tiger was not there, uh, just his presence on the grounds is special. But when Tiger is in contention, when he plays himself into contention, which he did on Sunday, it's crazy. Uh, It's just hard to describe. It's in the air. Uh, And I'm not overstating this. There's just something special about it. And then when he rolled in that birdie putt at the 13th hole, it's like all bets are off. And I knew, I thought in my head, and you may have thought that as he was teeing the ball up at 16, as so many people were, because the 16th hole is a reachable par five. The worst the Tiger is going to do is birdie the hole, and Tiger Woods will be leading the Arnold Palmer Invitational. Um, Of course, we, we had no idea at the time, that he was about to hit it out of bounds, and that Rory McIlroy was 
going to make the incredible run that he did. Right. It's possible that Tiger could have birdied 16 and then parred in and still not won the tournament, almost certainly because of what Rory McIlroy did down the stretch. But, James, I have to say <laughs> that I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you for cheering for Tiger Woods. because I, And, Jack, you need to write this down. Mark this date. Yes, sir. Uh, because I don't remember you ever, James, cheering openly or perhaps even privately for Tiger Woods. And uh, I'm just wondering now, having heard what you just said, if any of that will change as we look ahead to Augusta. And now, two, two weeks from today, is round one of the Masters. Well, let me ask you a question then, because you were out there for Bay Hill <clears throat> reporting for uh, Channel 2 and, and doing your thing out there. Do you pick up that he's a changed man? I mean, is he spending more time with the fans? Is he signing more autographs? Is yes. he kissing little babies and patting little boys and girls on the head and, you know, doing yes. that kind of stuff? And, I mean, is it uh, genuine or is it just one of those where the marketing agent comes along and said, Tiger, man, you know, you got you, you still got a mortgage to pay, so let's, let's put on this act. Well, I can't know that. I, I don't know that, but I do know this, and we watched him after he finished his round. Yeah. Yeah. Was it Thursday? Was it? It was Wednesday or Thursday. They changed the setup there without getting into specifics. There now is an area when when you come off the 18th green that you have to cross the street, and then you can turn. This this obviously was Wednesday because it was his pro am round. He didn't have to go into the scoring tent. Right. Uh, but they now have opened up an area that is a direct beeline to the 10th tee that usually has not been open, and now fans can line the fences on both sides now, which they did. They were clamoring uh, to get close to Tiger. And, and rather than hop in a golf cart because he was being whisked away to do an interview, I believe, with NBC, uh, he instead, on his own, without being prompted, just walked over and for, I don't know, maybe maybe five minutes, maybe a little bit less than that, uh, he signed autographs with his folks. Not everyone because he had somewhere to be. But my point is that a number of years ago, I don't think he ever would have done that. Yeah. It's not that Tiger Woods doesn't sign autographs. But, and, and I also noticed that when he talks to the media now, uh, he's always been mostly good with the media, uh, rarely short, rarely curt, um, but he seems more congenial. And he'll stand there and continue to uh, answer questions. So uh, to answer your question, I, uh, I, I sense that he's a happier, friendlier Tiger Woods. Look, he's 42 years old, James. He's playing incredible golf. He's got clubhead speed that is off the charts for a, for a man of his age. He's one of the best on tour at that right now, and his scoring has come around. And the timing couldn't be better for golf with the Masters coming up yeah. in just a couple of weeks. Yeah, I think it's always my, fun my... to watch that tournament, but when Tiger is there, and now, by the way, a favorite to win the Masters. Tiger is the favorite. He hasn't won a golf tournament of any kind since 2013, Yet he's the favorite to win the Masters. What does that tell you? Yeah, I think I'm going to root for him. I have bets with Jack, you know, but the, those the, those were already set, and uh, I honor my Did bets. Did any but... of those pertain to Bay Hill? Were any of those Bay Hill related? The, the only thing that would have uh, pertained is if he wins a tournament yeah. this year, I win, and or I need him to finish top five in one of the top five tournaments. The majors and TPC, which I think is wow. now. Uh, I think I'm going to lose some money on that one, but I'm going to. I think I, you know, what other choice do I have but to root for him? This is two whole dollars I got riding on this. You know, Pat. What I'm saying, I don't know what happened well, on makes, this. Uh, not, uh, well, what happened? What happened when you you checked your phone and you saw where he was? Right, 
I mean, this is I a did. testament to the effect that he has because you had a wife. I, I, admittedly, you don't play golf. You otherwise really don't give a flip about golf. <laughs> but Tiger compelled you to turn the TV on. I, I yelled across the to the house. I, I yelled at my not yelled at her, but I yelled out to my wife. Tiger's going to win this tournament. And I'm, you know, and I'm flipping around. I'm sending texts to Jack back and forth. You can't get, you can't. I couldn't help but get caught up in, in, in the excitement. And to a certain degree, I wanted to cover my bets. Yeah, just to say that, you know, in case he won, they say, well, Jack, you, you, you win the dollar. But I just want to say, you know, I was rooting for him. And that kind of, I don't know what happened the 16th. I don't know if a plane pulling a banner, Perkins banner, you know, flew over Bay Hill. And, you know, he just kind of kind of lost it. But, you know, what are you going to do? He said afterwards that he just couldn't decide what he wanted to do. He just couldn't get it in his head exactly how he wanted to play the hole. And he, that was what crossed him up. It wasn't any fan at it wasn't the blimp overhead or anything. Well, just, just, he was crossed up by that. And that was his undoing there. But golly, jeepers. I mean, a, a tie for fifth place and the galleries watching him. I mean, it, it, on Wednesday and yeah. on Thursday, we followed him for most of his back nine on Thursday. And it really had a feel. And I know that you and many of your listeners won't understand that it. it had the feel of a Sunday at Bay Hill. And it was Thursday. It was the first round, the size of this gallery. He rolled in this 71-foot birdie putt at the seventh hole. Uh, fortunately, my photographer went up there on his own because I'm, I'm thinking, well, we'll just go over to eight because there's no way he's going to make this putt. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, it, but it's Tiger Woods, and you just you now have to keep your eye on him because you just never know what he's going to do. Why does he wear that tape around his finger? <laughs> you ever? I mean, he wears it all the time, and nobody's ever, nobody's ever asked him, why do you have that? It, it looks like... Uh, First aid tape, right? Just the regular, that white tape. I'm, what is, uh, I'm not sure. Maybe Every a poster? round you see him wearing it, though. He's got a sure. tattoo it is, one anybody see. Or, you know, maybe a wart. Ooh. I, you know. Oh. Well, I'm just saying, I, I, you know, or maybe some kind of bone spur or something there. And it's just. Yeah. But this is now going to cause you. To watch the Masters. Well, I, well, I, watch, I watch it every year anyway. I mean, I'm I'm okay. one of those who watches the British Open and the U.S. Open. And and don't ask me why, because as you said, I really don't care. I have no desire whatsoever to play golf. Number right. one, I'm too old to learn the game, and it would be much too frustrating. I really think to be a good golfer, you have to start when you're a kid. And uh, and if you're going to play, Gunslinger is going to be in your group, right? Yeah. And uh, you know yeah. it's uh, it's it's too frustrating, and uh, I shouldn't be involved in things like that that are so frustrating. Because <laughs> I'm the kind of guy that would wrap clubs around trees and throw them in ponds right. of water, and you know my brother got so, my brother got f- so frustrated at golf one time that he smashed a driver against the uh, golf cart, and it was one of these new drivers that were flexible, and the thing bounced right back and knocked him unconscious. <laughs> oh, God. That's a true story. <laughs> no. that, that's, that, that's an absolutely true story. At his memorial a few weeks ago, a buddy of his told the story, and I had heard it before. So the next time they went out playing golf, they had his golf cart covered with Band-Aids and, you know, gauze <laughs> and Red Cross stickers and things like that. But knocked him, actually knocked him unconscious, knocked him to the ground. Let me talk to you about... Um, well, it was great weather for the for Bay Hill too. That was, I mean, absolutely fantastic. You couldn't have picked better weather for that tournament. Let me move on to it was March. Awesome. Yeah, let me move on to March Madness. And uh, of course, everybody's brackets have been blown up by some of the teams out there. I mean, it was. I mean, Virginia going down with University of Maryland, Baltimore County, or whatever the hell it was. 
I mean, well, that's kind of part of what makes it fun. It and you've got Loyola of Chicago playing tonight, and they've got that, you know, the 98 year old team chaplain who right. has become almost a bigger story than the team. But that's part of what that's part of what makes us so much fun. I had Arizona winning the national championship. Arizona didn't get out of the first round. Right. It, so that that just and but I'm not alone. You know, I don't I don't feel like I'm out there all by myself because there have been so many upsets. And now uh, heading into the second weekend of the tournament, it's anyone's to win. There's no clear cut favorite to win the whole thing. It's just it's about when you're playing well. Like Florida State found a way to mm-hmm. to beat uh, the Xavier uh, last weekend. That's what makes this fun. Who do you have winning the whole thing, James? I have uh, Duke. I'm going with a shot, Doctor. Oh my goodness gracious! No, I have no. I, I I don't I don't pick who to win until it gets down to the final four. I know, but that's not what bothers me. What bothers me most is anyone saying I'd go with the shot, Doctor. <laughs> yeah, no, I just. But, I, you caught me by There's su- no rhyme or reason to that. Well, you caught, you uh, caught uh, me by surprise, and I just had to throw something out there as fast as I could. I, I, I have no idea. It, it, just, I, I like to watch. I, I always root for underdogs. That's just the way that I am. I love when an underdog wins, and uh, but I'll wait till the final four to pick. Do what I'm doing, regardless of who wins. At the very end, just claim UCF national champs. You know they're not going to get that license plate. <laughs> You know, they there was a move to get UCF, that license plate, UCF National Champs. And uh, that went nowhere in the state legislature because, and nobody realizes. No, yeah. Well, number one, you're not going to get something like that passed when you have so many members of the state legislature who graduated from FSU and the University of Florida. That's just not going to happen. You're not going to get that license plate approved. Right. But I, I, I'm, my reason would be different than that. And all due respect to UCF fans, and, you know, I've been covering UCF, and I, I love it when UCF succeeds. Um, I'm going to make enemies here. UCF, is, they aren't the national champions. I love this 13-0 run. I love that Danny White, for a few weeks after they won the Peach Bowl, I love that he was out there saying we're national champions. That pep rally downtown was awesome. Or, you know, they were getting these trophies given to them by entities that were claiming them national champions. That was all well and good. But even on Tuesday, when they had their very first spring drill, mm-hmm. players were saying, we don't even want to talk about 13-0 and anymore. That, that, was, that was then, this is now. What we need to concentrate on now is building on 13-0. and Let's make it 25-26-0. Mm-hmm. So they don't even want to talk about, uh, about what was. I guess my point is, if if you're not officially a national champion, why would you put that on a license plate? Yeah, I just, I mean, I said again, all the, due respect yeah. to UCF fans are going to. I'm going to get nasty emails no, about it, and no, that's okay. I, no, I agree with you, but I mean, the fact is, right from the get go, I said this is not going to go anywhere. Politically speaking, I don't know much about sports. Certainly not compared to you, but I know a little bit about politics, and this is not going to work. You've got too many yeah. guys who are in the legislature because they had those political ties when they were in, at the university level, and they're they're graduates of Florida law, or just you know, or got their uh, undergraduate degree, or the same thing from FSU. They're not going to sit around and allow a license plate like that to be approved, right? Anyway, yeah. let me move on to Orlando City. They're now in ninth place. Um, as a matter of fact, frustration earlier. Tom Sermani and Alex Morgan were in studio earlier this hour, and I suggested that they just go across the, 
the practice fields and try to show those guys how to play real football, real soccer. Uh, that how didn't, did they respond that to that? Didn't, that didn't go over very well. <laughs> <laughs> wouldn't think so. No, I mean, it was, I thought it was kind of cute. As a matter of fact, you know, leave it to me. It's, you know, it's just kind of, you know, just a little jab. And, and they, I, did, they, I don't think they liked that. It was like. Bring some levity to the conversation. Yeah, and it, 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 oh. it didn't go over very well. You know, but, you know. Well, they you gotta, scored two goals in three games. I you thought know. their first game, I when I, the first match, I thought they looked fantastic. Uh, I mean, their playmaking was good, but uh, lately, hey, yeah. hey, hey, come on. Get well, they got together. a break, you know, and they, they need to, they need to get healthy. I'm certainly not going to make excuses for that team, but you know, they need the Dom Dwyer's back in that lineup. Yeah, they need the strikers to start striking. They need they need, and and you know, I, I've read these articles about well are we are we hitting the panic button well no not yet but you know if they come back and lose another game you can't get two down there are three, 31 matches mm-hmm. i mean this is this is a this is not a sprint this is a long as you know james a long 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 season i mean there are going to be uh, hills and valleys and there, there are going to be good times and bad times i don't know if this break comes at a good time or not uh, maybe for the chance to get healthy again yes but they, you know, they're going to have to start winning some of these games because the wolf's at the door, and these fans are starting to get restless. You can sense it, can't you? Well, yeah. And then when you know when Inchy comes back to town and Minnesota beats him, and Minnesota's what now in third place. You know, the, these kind of things go into the mix. You know, yep. fan. You know, you said it. I've said it. Look, I love the Orlando Lions. You know, I, I love the whole idea of professional soccer in this town, but. You know, you got to have a connection to the fans somehow. And if, you, and if you're not going to connect, connect it personally, like uh, Adrian Heath did, wow, and, yeah. and the man who will not be mentioned ever again did, um, you got you got to make that connection wow. on the pitch. You really do. He really warmed himself up to Orlando fans who were at the, at the match, the Minnesota match. I mean, it's just he's... He's so likable yep. going over and shaking hands with some of these folks. And, and we talked about it last week. Yeah, we made it happen. We made it happen. So, all right, Patrick. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. I really love talking to you. You know that. You want to come over and watch the Masters in a couple of weeks, James? I might like to. Yeah. That have would be so much. Dogs. Yeah. Really, I think that uh, I think that could be a lot of fun. I might have to work on my tractor, so... Uh, I'm working on that. I won't be able to make it, but uh, but, I'll, but I'll be thinking about you, of course. I won't hold my breath, buddy. I'll talk to you next week. Hi, right, okay? Patrick. Thanks a lot. Pat right. Clark, he handles sports okay. over at Channel 2, WESH Channel 2 in Orlando. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From... Yeah.
Phillips file for a Thursday. Thanks to Pat Clark for joining us. Thanks to Tom Sermani and Alex Morgan for joining us earlier last hour to uh, talk about the Orlando Pride. Of course, their opening season match this Saturday at Orlando City Stadium. Tickets are available. Just go to Orlando-Pride.com. Absolutely. I'll be going out there. Should be a great weekend for, as you call, football. On the pitch. Yeah, F-U-T-B-O-L. That's the way that we uh-huh. all yeah, over my country. Football. <laughs> Thanks to Tom Sermani for dropping off a copy of the Villages magazine. <laughs> I like it. You him. knew how much I, I just thumbed through it and I just get shivers down my spine. I just, I just, please, no. Now, I know there are people who love living in the Villages. They're just, they they, they just think it's wonderful. It's like, I, I, whatever melts your butter. But uh, no. Yeah, it's like Woodstock 24-7, Jim. I think I, no. I, I think I'd rather be on a cruise ship, and that's one of the things I don't want to do either. Oh. Well, you've never say, tried it. You don't it, know. You haven't I, tried it. No. I, I've stuff. seen enough. I've seen enough. I know somebody used to work uh, for the organization up there, and uh, here's the magazine. We're talking about and villages I, or cruise ships? No, the villages. Ah. And, uh, no, cruise ships. I I, I, it, I worked in a in a resort town, and, I, and I've seen the photographs, and I've seen the video, and I just, it just does not attract me. It's mm-hmm. not something... I understand people love it. People absolutely adore it. They go on cruises all the time. They go to the Caribbean. They go to the Bahamas. They go around the world. They do this. That. That. They. They love every part of it. And I just. It doesn't connect. It does not connect. It's not my fear of the water, <clears throat> or any of that. It's. It's maybe being on a where you just can't. Run for the hills if you wanted to. I think maybe the cruise that would be good for you is one of those Viking river cruises no. on the Mediterranean. No. So you get to go to all of these European cities. No. No, no. You, know, like, you don't have to move your stuff. They blow the horn or whatever. You got to be back on board. Mm-hmm. or You got cruise directors running around. And it's like being in these, grade school all over again. These new super cruise ships <laughs> are just phenomenal. And it's... It's amazing the size. You're talking 5,000, 6,000 people on oh, these. Oh, God, I'd rather be on an aircraft carrier. Yeah, it's almost like, it feels like it, you know, and just the, the a water show, a go-kart track. It, it's it's just craziness. P- please stop. Yeah. I'm going on a cruise <laughs> later this year. You sound so excited. Uh, well, I got to get a passport, and I'm dragging my feet. You better get Wait, it. wait, wait. Where yeah. are you going? Mexico. Wait. The cruise just stops in Mexico and you get back on the cruise ship? I don't you know, think I'm not you, entirely sure. I know that it's me, my wife, and two best friends, and we're going somewhere. We're going to Mexico. A, well, you don't need a passport. I didn't get that invite. You don't need a passport. Well, check it. If you, well, just make sure that you, you need one and you don't need one. Because yeah. if you need one and you dilly-dally around. Mm-hmm. That's going to suck, right? Yeah, because like, they're going. And it's like a they're, six they're month. Not they're not going to say, oh, well, Fritz didn't get his passport, so we won't go either. But yeah. then, you know, it might be like Home Alone, and maybe the sticky bandits are going to try to break into the house. Well, they were the wet bandits when they broke into the house. Really? Yeah, Sticky was in Home Alone 2, lost New York. Damn it. God, grow up. But you're, <laughs> you're returning on a cruise ship. You're returning to the same port you're leaving from. Yeah. You're not, and you're going to the Caribbean and Mexico. You're not going to need a passport. Oh, thank God. 
But don't quote me on that. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah, look you should it up. probably get one. I know, I need to. Because because a, huge a grown fan. up should have one anyway. What? He's a not should have a passport. He's yeah. not a grown up. Look at him. Uh, yeah, he's more hard of a grown get. up than you. Fritz, that's not. You don't. Know. You don't have to jump through any hoops to get a passport. Um, is there a website, or should I just Google and just figure it out on my own time and not eat into Showtime? <laughs> yeah, just do <laughs> a search. Need a passport? I need a passport. You got it. You can print the application online, fill it out, then you get have to get a picture taken. You go to CVS and get your photograph taken. An inch. Yeah, between knew, an inch and an inch and a quarter. I knew that, but um, yeah. I, a colonial photo and hobby. They can do it there. I have too. to get a passport for my daughter. We're going. I got invited to a wedding that's in Quebec. Oh yeah. Oh no, they don't talk that way up there. <laughs> there you know. go. They're they're speaking that Frenchy up there. Oh French. yeah. With oh their... yeah. No, we're on the uh, the air. They're on the uh, they're on the east side. You know, they're doing that French thing, and you better know some French, otherwise you're not getting anywhere. So oh. you're saying I shouldn't go? I agree. All the signs are, I mean, it's the language is French, and the signs are, it's not uh, French and English, yeah. it's French. And they're, I, they're really mean about it, too. They're not mean about it. That's I believe, what I heard. I believe they are mean. It's the only mean Canadians are Quebec Canadians. Or that's because they're French. Yeah. Well, it's because it's, that's the capital of Canada, so, and, you know, so usually capitals know. are always like, oh, we're so cool, we're the capital. No, no one thinks that. <laughs> yeah, Tallahassee is just like that. that prime, thank I'd you. rather be in Quebec than Tallahassee. Agreed. Yeah. Have you been to Quebec? Yes, I have. Really? Have yeah. you been to Tallahassee? I have. Will the, no follow-up questions. Will the I'd, rather be, I'd rather be in Quebec or Quebec City than Tallahassee. Answer me this. Will I'd rather the, be in Baltimore than Tallahassee. In Quebec, Ooh, will the barista at Tim Hortons speak English? No. Yeah, they, they'll speak English, but they, they prefer their 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 lang their preferred language in Quebec is French. Well, I'm looking like I have to be there for about three or four days. Well, learn a little French. Go to babble.com, pick up a little French. Nice. Uh, this is why I'm bringing my uh, daughter who studied French for a semester in high school. Oh, that'll work. <laughs> Bonjour. Just, just go get me a coffee. <laughs> Go get daddy a coffee. Well, she might tell you in French, go get your own coffee. <laughs> yeah, spit on the ground. What? <laughs> I've become a huge fan of Sturgill Simpson for some reason. He's great. The name called Arms. Oh, Holy my God. Mackerel. That, out, that song is so good. That whole album is good. Which one is that? Sailor's Guide to Earth. That's a great album. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. That's his newest one. Hopefully more music. And didn't soon. you tell me that during the, he wasn't nominated for anything for the Country Music Awards or whatever it was? Correct. Was uh, playing outside on the sidewalk for tips as like a, a busker, like a true outlaw country and musician. He made like thirteen dollars. He's really good. I think his parents are his parts of his family, or maybe his mother's parents are coal miners. So maybe we have a connection there. There you go. Oh, you have related kin out yeah. in the holler. I gotta make contact with my cousin because I think she has all the family history. I think my wife is. Worried that there's some kind of connection to the Confederacy or coal mining or well, a still. There's one thing <laughs> I, mean, I know your a, wife knows. What's that? That's the thing that many of the people texting know that Ottawa is the capital of Canada and not Quebec. Yeah, whatever. Fritz. <laughs> Take that. It's not really whatever. I'm looking up Sturgill Simpson. Do you think he could be your long lost nephew? I I don't think I have any of the Simpsons in my family. Mm. I'm, Bakers, and I think that's he kind of looks. Like I don't you. think that's his what? real name. Thanks a lot. He kind of looks like it. He's a handsome man. 
Go on. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, prosecution has rested its case in the newer Salmon trial. And you're hoping to win a dollar from Pingman? Well, this is not something that I'm hoping really one way or the other. I just happen to believe that they will not find her guilty. I think she was might have been just a little bit too naive and stupid to really have any idea what was actually going to uh, happen. You know, just because your wife accompanies you and, uh, you know, you buy 10,000 rounds of ammunition, you know, it's what does that mean? Um, <laughs> you serious? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, I mean, you say, look, I'm stocking up because I think, uh, you know, I'm afraid of the, uh, you know, the zombie apocalypse or something. This uh, whole federal law that they can't have cameras in the court courtroom, so you have to rely on these little courtroom pictures. Yeah, I'm not for it because th- we would have been able to know what was the case presented and follow along, just like Casey and Anthony. Isn't that how you want to spend your day daytime? I might. Uh, th- this whole this whole Trump, Mueller, Russia, porn star. Mm-hmm. Sons, uh, I mean, I mean, it, it's the best soap opera on TV. I mean, if you really, you, I mean, you can, you can, you can become fatigued. There's no question about that, and certainly frustrated. Certainly, if you're moderate or to the left of being a moderate, you're going to really. Yeah, I mean, the, it just takes it out of you. But there's so much good, juicy stuff that's happening here. His lawyer quit today. Yep, Dowd quit. He's bringing in a new lawyer. He was a, one of these loud mouths on, uh, on Fox, and that's how he picks people now. Or so they say. He watches them on Fox and Friends in the morning. So they really like the way that guy talks and looks. I'm going to hire him. Fox News contributor quits and calls him a propaganda machine. Yeah, exactly. Oh Trump Jr.'s wife calls his mistress and puts the kids on the phone. Oh, God. Come on now. What a twist. <laughs> All this stuff is going on. Wouldn't you just love to be a fly on the wall in the West Wing of the White House and people are just, you know, they're, they're jumping ship and they don't trust one another and they're oh, stabbing yeah. each other in the back. They're all pissed off because anybody in the White House, even if they get a hint that they might be questioned by Mueller and his team or subpoenaed, you got to get an attorney. And that's cha-ching. What are you talking about? Three, four, five hundred dollars an hour just to have somebody by your side because you're worried to death that, you know, you're going to be hauled before a grand jury. You have to have you have to have legal counsel. You know where they work. Billable hours. Mm-hmm. It's just it's a huge reality show right now. It's a it's an unscripted reality show. That's the only way you can look at 24/7. it. Because if you look at it as well, this is democracy being destroyed right in front of our eyes, and democratic institutions that have been longstanding in the United States crumbling. If you look at it that way, you just you'd run for the hills. But if you look at it as a soap opera, sooner or later he will hit that tripwire. Sooner or later, something's going to pop, and I I do believe uh, it'll be his downfall. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. And now the Phillips File presents a game that is not about being right or wrong. Wrong! It's a game that rewards the lucky. Hey, everybody, we're all going to get late. It's a game where you just have to be close. That's right, you've got that right. The game is... Closest to the pin. Let's go while we're young. And now, here's your ever-excited host, Jim Phillips. 
Time for that regular round of Closest to the Pin. We had a bonus round earlier this afternoon where the Orlando Pride team, made up of Coach Tom Sermani and forward Alex Morgan, schooled Mr. Pinkman, just absolutely blistered him. God. 10 Most, to 2. 10 to 2. Plus, it was within 25 miles, so it's an outright win on that. Exactly. It was just. So he's kind of pouting this afternoon. I'm sad. I'm playing against Mark. Paul is the backup. I'll head to the soundproof booth. What's mm-hmm. the prize? It is a pair of tickets to see Lewis Black at the Peapot. The Peabody. At the Peapod. The Peapot. It's the in pea- the Peapot. The Peabody. At Peapot's house. This Saturday, March 24th, tickets are on sale. Now you can visit realradio.fm keyword events. He was on the Monsters for I hope he escaped the... Uh, uh, the Great White North, you know, mm-hmm. before they canceled all the flights. Did he down shout here. the whole time? <laughs> yeah, at the snow. Yeah, he's going to be in Daytona this Saturday night. Your tickets are on the line. Let's get Mark on the board. Hello, Mark. Ready to play? I am, Jack. Let's go. Great prize for you. However, we must determine who is going to be recording your answers. Fritz, are you able to do that? Heck yeah. Okay, you record oh, the God. answers in the game. And we'll begin this game shortly. I do want to let you know it's brought to you by rockin-life.com. It's closest to the pin round. The category is called Uncle Blanky. Okay? Who doesn't have an Uncle Blanky? Questions about uncles who have a rockin' life. Okay, are you ready to go, Mark? Yeah. Reset the clock for you in three, two, one. Aerosmith's Uncle Salty is found in 1975's Toys in the Attic album. What is the atomic number for sodium? 62. Released in 1990, Warrant had a big hit with Uncle Tom's Cabin and later with their lead singer's nightclub, Janie Lane's uh, Sunset Strip, right here in Orlando on Orange Ave. What is the zip code for downtown Orlando? 32809. Uncle Blanky didn't wear tie-dyes in his line of work, but I think he used to groove to the classic Grateful Dead tune, Uncle John's Band. How old was Jerry Garcia when he passed? 69. Hands Across the Water, Paul McCartney released Uncle Albert, Admiral Halsey, in 1971. What was the song's peak position on the Billboard Hot 100? Three. My Uncle Blanky was named Uncle Steve. He rocked out many Apoka hits on his accordion for us kids back in the day. What year was the American Polka King Frankie Yankovic born? 1920. Time. Good job. Put you on hold. Let's wave Jim back in, Fritz, if you could. You got I'll, it. I'll record Mark's time. There. Rockin-life.com brings oh, us yeah. today's category. It's a cool-sounding website. It is. Uh, actually, it's a bunch of uh, old uh, rock and roll memorabilia. Check it out. What's that? I'm going. Uh, the, uh, it's our, Gary sends in this category. He runs rockin-life.com, a memorabilia website. Yeah. But he wrote the category for you called Uncle Blanky. Who doesn't have an Uncle Blanky? Questions about uncles who have a rockin' life. Well, not everybody has an uncle who was a special agent with the FBI. That well, is correct. We know that was Uncle Blanky's thing. Yeah. But what uh, Gary is uh, 
purporting is that everyone has an uncle who has a rock in life. So in a different way, gotcha. Uncle Blanky was the FBI. You know, my uncle, he was, uh, I think he was a plumber, actually. Never mind. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> Gotta pay the bills. A, Probably made more job. money than Uncle Blanky. Yeah. <laughs> Unionized. Okay, Jim, you ready to go? Sure. In three. Oh, Uncle Blanky, who doesn't have a, yeah, questions about uncles who have a rock in life, and we begin in three, two, and one. Aerosmith's Uncle Salty is found on 1975's Toys in the Attic album. What is the atomic number for sodium? Uh, 14. Released in 1990, Warrant had a big hit with Uncle Tom's Cabin. And later, with their lead singer's nightclub, Janie Lane's oh, yeah. Sunset Strip, mm. right here in Orlando on Orange Ave. What is the zip code for downtown Orlando? 32801. Uncle Blanky didn't wear tie-dyes in his line of work, but I think he used to groove to the classic <laughs> Grateful Dead tune, Uncle John's Band. Yeah. How old was Jerry Garcia when he passed? He was uh, 63. Hands Across the Water, Paul McCartney released Uncle Albert, Admiral Halsey, in 1971. What was the, the song's peak position on the Billboard Hot 100? Uh, number five. My Uncle Blanky was named Uncle Steve. He rocked out many Apoka hits on his accordion from us kids back in the day. Yeah. What year was the American Polka King Frankie Yankovic born? Oh, he was born in 1947. Oh, oh, Jim, I have your time, but I have to well, add five seconds one, yeah. to your time. Yeah. Boy, oh, oh, yeah. Boy. Got that right. You oh. that polka one. Oh. Tell you. Oh. oh. Jim, I added five seconds to your time as a handicap. <laughs> okay. And uh, the dis- difference between you and your opponent is less than a second. I'm not feeling good about this. Uh-huh. Where's Tom Sermani and Alex Morgan? I yeah, you. the smart people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jim. Yeah. We want to thank Gary for the category, Uncle Blanky, and Aerosmith. Uncle Salty is a song on their 1975 Toys in the Attic album. Who could forget? Yeah, mm. but what you needed to know was the atomic number for sodium. I have no... I, I don't know anything yeah. about atomic numbers. Well, yeah, let's yeah, see what Mark said. Mark said 62. Jim? 14. The answer? 11. Jim gets the point. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hey, you're up yeah, one yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, all right then. Okay. Uncle Tom's Karen, a Cabin was a hit for Warrant. Lead singer was uh, Janie Lane. He mm-hmm. had a nightclub sunset strip right here in Orlando. It was on Orange Ave way back when. However, what you need to tell me, zip code for downtown Orlando. Mark said 32809. And Jim? 32801. Uh-huh. One of them is correct. 32801. Oh, Double yeah. points oh. for Jim. Oh, oh. how do you know? How do you know downtown Orlando zip code? Because I lived in downtown Orlando oh. <laughs> for about ten years. Actually, I think every downtown zip code is a zero one. You don't know, really? Is that yep. right? Mm-hmm. What? Whoa, whoa, whoa! I never knew that. I never. Wait a minute. Like Poughkeepsie is eight hundred one, or well, Albany, or Tallahassee is eight hundred one. New York City is uh uh oh one, like down like downtown New York City is oh one. Man, if you're right about... No, nah, I don't think... I, I, don't, know. I, I you don't know. I can look it up. Yeah, you might as well look it up. You want to make a bet on know. it? Yeah. You're telling me every major metropolitan area... Is an 01. Is an 01? I've never heard that. 
No, but, but now he's it's, very confident. Now it seems like it could be right. <laughs> he's very it, confident. It totally makes sense. If you, it, it why does. not? The, because the downtown area usually would be the the epicenter of where you grew this town from, Benham. and that would be the first one. No, I'm on his side now. <laughs> I'll bet you. <laughs> How much you want to bet? Like a dollar. What are we, 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 we'll, we'll get back to it. Okay. <laughs> no, no, really. I mean, what size does it have to be? A certain. Size? I have no municipality. Idea. I just I always have heard that and was like, oh okay, just kind of like always. a San Francisco would be whatever eight seven four oh one. I believe so, because not all towns. Not all towns, certainly yeah. not. You right. couldn't do it. Well, you could do it, but so major cities, major major. What's a major metropolitan city? Well, there you go. I think Over that's a certain where... population. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think that's where the, the definition gets hazy. All right, so you can't make Don't the bet, the really. Bet. No. It's just something I knew. Downtown mm-hmm. Melbourne, 32901. Cornthwaite. Is it really? Mm-hmm. Beverly Hills, 9021001. What? <laughs> <laughs> uh, screw the rest of the game. <laughs> All right, where are we? Uh, let's see. Uncle Tom's Cabin, J.D. Lane, three two eight zero one. Jim, you're leading three to one. Yes. Three nothing. Yes. That's where we are. Thank you. We go on to number three, and we talk about the Grateful Dead. Uncle Blanky used to be a big fan. Listen to Uncle John's band. Mm-hmm. How old was Jerry Garcia when he passed away? I remember I was in Key West at the time when I heard the news. Oh. Jerry Garcia was how old when he died? Mark said sixty nine. Jim sixty two. Fifty three. Damn. Young. That's young. Jim gets the point. He's up for nothing. <laughs> Paul McCartney, Uncle Albert, Admiral Halsey. Back in 1971, where did this song peak on the Billboard Hot 100? Mark said. Three. And Jim. Five. His first post-Beatles, number one. Ooh, it nice. was number one. So Picked that means point. Mark gets a point. Jim win, leads though. four to one. Can't win. You are correct. He cannot <laughs> win. Because let's see what he knows about the American polka king, Frankie Yankovic. Oh, you got that right. Born That's in a... what year? Mark said. 1920. And Jim. 1947. 1915. Mark gets the point. Oh. But Jim wins the game. Sorry, Mark. That's the way it goes. Should have tried harder. Should have studied more. I'm oh. the champion. I am the greatest. I will win them. I can't lose. Remember, close only counts in horseshoes, hand grenades, and closest to the pin. Happy birthday! I win! (laughs) Is there no one on this planet to even challenge me? Mark that one down so Mo knows when she comes back. Yeah, Pinkman's in charge of that. What? Write down the win. Mark your loss. Uh, You gotta mark your loss. I won. My my win. I win. Now don't write it on the piece of paper that you're gonna throw away. I'm gonna put it on another paper later. Why does it seem like so much work? You do your job, I'll do mine. You do would, you, I'll do mine. I would love for you to do your job. I do it every day. Oh. You don't even know the toll it takes on me. <laughs> <laughs> God, it's so much. The la- it's so labor intensive. Uh, it really is. <laughs> my shoulder is stiff. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> His job is so demanding. People See, one of those guys that stands on the shovel, didn't when you were putting in a fence, and didn't you ask Pinkman to help you, and he yeah, just he stood did. there with a shovel? He, he didn't want oh, it. No. He didn't want the shovel. He figured if the, he laid the shovel down, he'd have to bend down to pick it up. It's like, so he ooh, figured, he just ooh, stand there shovel. hold the shovel. Manual I was, labor. I was chopping stuff with power tools all day. That, that was a good day. I had a good time. Yeah. 
I was trying to tell him you're not supposed to chop things with power tools. <laughs> but... <laughs> it still works. The drill, you drill a hole, you don't need to. All right, thanks a lot. Good job. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. Don't forget, uh, so you'll want to win around the corner somewhere. Eddie the Shaman should be coming in. Time for a check of the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Two women were spotted eating out of mayonnaise jars at a basketball game. The thought is that the jars actually had vanilla pudding in them and they totally pranked everyone. Still pretty gross though. Next, axe throwing is becoming a popular drinking sport in Brooklyn. Damn hipsters can't just play darts or pool. I guess they want to accessorize their games to go with their beards. Finally, Thai Airlines is banning overweight people from flying business class. Apparently it's because of new seatbelt airbags that they have. I'll start caring about this when airlines fix their legroom problems. Headlines were brought to you by WeAreNotTheBanks.com. And transmission. Here's the deal. You need to uh, buy a house. You want to buy a house. You need to find a way to pay for it. And there's a better way to go than the banks. And that's yesterday. Do it the modern way. And that's WeAreNotTheBanks.com. Brad Siebert and his team, go to their website, WeAreNotTheBanks.com. See what they can do for you. Give Brad a call. I'll give you the phone number in a minute. Uh, it worked great for me. I did a refinance of my home through We Are Not The Banks, lowered my monthly payments, and I shortened the length of my loan. If you have good credit, they're going to get you a loan with great rates. If you've had problem credits, they can still work with you. They handle military loans. They handle uh, mobile homes if you want to finance one of those. And self-employed people, they have a special loan program for you as well. They can even come to you. They are a direct lender and they are mortgages made easy. See how easy they can get you a loan. Go to their website. It's wearenotthebanks.com. Real Radio Orlando on Facebook. Brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting seacoastbank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. From the... You're listening to The Phillips File on Real Radio. Real Radio! 104.1 Phillips File for this Thursday. It's the Jim Colbert Show between the hours of 3 and 7 on Fridays. And every Thursday at this time, we talk with Jim, see what he has planned for tomorrow's program. I can't believe you're on the Tom and Dan Cruise that thing is, I mean, it is. Aren't you getting uh, a little old for that? I mean, I'm not saying that. How dare you? Well, you know what I mean by I that. We were, I thought we were friends, man. No, Damn, we are friends. No, that, no, that's, <laughs> no, we are friends. That's why I asked you the question. I mean. You're right. You're right. I mean, that's. Uh, is, I it, is, it a, is it is it is it is a, a replica of the old time monster cruises? Is there a residual something going on there? It is similar, but I have to tell you, I think we were single-handedly responsible for uh, low, like uh, raising the toleration of their security staff. Uh, you have to understand, <laughs> we we were only, you know, the BD, uh, the BDMs and the Tom and Dan guys, yeah. some of the great, I mean, they're awesome people, by the sure. way. But on top of that, there was like uh, a giant fraternity and sorority thing going Good on. God. It was like, it was a madhouse. But I have to tell you, not one incident, everybody had a great time, and, I, and that's they, everybody gets the drink package, Jim, and yeah, drink right. package is pretty much unlimited alcohol, and even with that, no issues. It was a really good time. That's good. You know, there was that time, of course. I think you guys probably, 
I don't know how to put this the right way. Probably when I, I've thought about this often, that it, geez, I just found a Tootsie Roll in my pocket. How the hell did that happen? Yes. <laughs> I did. I just, lucky. Am I a lucky guy or what? I just, found a, I just found one of those. The, it's not a mid. It's like a midge in diameter, but twice as long. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm, what I'm a saying mid. is, I, what, I, what I think happened is, you know, cruise lines really cruise lines really got serious after the monsters, you know, launched several cruises. I think something happened in the cruise industry where they said we've really got to put the well, we really got you know got to put the hammer down here. We know that Carnival also launched another investigation, so uh, there was a lot of launching going on with Carnival. It was. Uh, yeah, you know, we weren't um, worn out or welcome with Carnival there for a little bit, buddy. It, it got, it got, we were skipping around cruise lines there, finding uh, somebody that could tolerate that. You know, we, this is a true story. Um, we did drink, uh, God, what year was that? Um, 2000, maybe two or three or something. We did drink two cruise ships out of two separate alcohols on one trip. We drank, this is a true story, we drank a carnival ship out of Corona and Jägermeister from Cape Canaveral to the Bahamas, they had okay. to reload, and then drank it dry again on the way back. <laughs> that's I, that's like, a great story. Hey, yeah, it's like a pirate. Breakfast, hey, next time you and I have breakfast, yeah. you have to have me tell you at least two stories from that first monster cruise was complete insanity. Honestly, it was criminal. <laughs> <laughs> and had we not had that international seas going thing, <laughs> they might have dead, the fence might have deadlifted about five of the people off that boat. That ship day. to shore, ship to shore. Uh, sorry, <laughs> we can't make any <laughs> international waters. Can anybody make an arrest out here? No, I'm sorry, you're all on your we, own out there. <laughs> we did put a guy there. Well, excuse me, we the cruise is. This is we just talking about this. Yeah. This cruise put a guy on the dock in St. Martin for something he did on the boat and told him good luck. <laughs> and he was from Los Angeles. So he had to not only get from St. Martin back to Florida, but then book a flight from Florida oh, all the way to LA. Here's what I do know. I asked somebody on that dock or somebody as part of the Port Authority there what it would cost to get a one day trip like a charter plane from St. Martin to Miami. Oh good God. And he told me it would be anywhere from the fifteen hundred to twenty two hundred dollar range. And then from Miami to LA, of course, we know that trip's probably about five or yeah. six. So that little yeah. that little problem he had got cost him a three or four grand. <laughs> I can't even tell you what he did. I, I, I think I think I, I would violate you can't, you every can't, rule you can't, that we. Oh, so you know, but you just can't say. Well, I mean, he he. Uh, what did he do? He defecated, he defecated in public. <laughs> Gee, that won't get you. That won't get you in trouble anywhere. Classes, yeah, man. They, I mean, that's what it takes. They put him on the dock. Yeah, and that was a health hazard, and he did it in a. Uh, <laughs> it was bad. He lost. He got so blanked out of his mind. He lost. He literally got lost on the ship, and then couldn't control himself, and then decided he didn't need to, and then fell asleep in it. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, man, alive! He fell asleep in a puddle of himself. A puddle of poo. Hey. All right, what's on? Uh, what's on tap for the Jim Colbert show tomorrow? Pretty much a puddle of poop. <laughs> uh, so I made a pretty big social media faux pas today, and I didn't even realize it until I did it. Really? And I realized how unbelievably insensitive it was. Tell me. Uh, me Animal-related, so it even makes it worse because we know how some of those people can be. Um, Wait a minute. Also, you, didn't, you didn't pick up some poo when somebody caught you not picking it up? 
No, man. This listen, I this is a social media thing and I will tell you tomorrow what I did. Okay. And it was actually and but it, it is it's very interesting how I it's like, hey, well I could just post this because my you know, everything's fine here, you know, never assuming the other side. Uh Deb is gonna have Central Florida Zoos coming in, talk about a couple of events they have. Um and then our man Ross, uh who's one of the coolest guys ever, is actually stuck in New York right now for oh. the Nor'easter. So we're going to get an update from him on what it's like with all those flights being backed up and all that chaos going on, what he did to kind of bide his time. So we have a good show coming up Friday, yeah. man. We're excited. I have a rule after Thanksgiving, uh, never, never get north of the Mason-Dixon line. And and stay, and, and I, that rule applies until at least usually Memorial Day because I can't think of anything worse than being stuck someplace, especially being stuck in an airport. You see the news reports and those people are – there's nowhere in an airport you can sleep. You know, you, you're up against the wall someplace, and what if you're there for three days? I, I, I just I, I, can't, I can't imagine. I just can't imagine. You're there for three days with uh, 190 other flightfuls of people who couldn't get a room or afford to get a room or get transportation out of the airport to get somewhere to stay, doing the same thing you are in three days of clothes. You know, it's... Uh, it, it is like I, I really am interested to hear how he's dealing with it. I mean, he's a guy who actually a pretty versatile cat, but he's up there with his girlfriend and, you know, they hadn't planned to be up there this long. And it's just uh, and I mean, if you have any friends on Facebook that are from that area or you peruse any websites that deal with daily news, I mean, some of those storms and some of those drifts up there are I mean, it's it's unbelievable. I mean, when you see that thing on a weather map, that snow cane, basically, you see the scope of it. When it's basically going from the eastern seaboard into Canada, the swath of land is you know eight, seven, eight states. It's amazing, man. I have no desire. I mean, I spent younger years up north, and you know, when you're a kid, it's fun. You get the snow days, you take the sled out, you go ice skating, you know, you do all that cool stuff. But you know, if you're an adult, uh, number one, you're stuck with those kids for days <laughs> on end, and then you have work, and you have to, you know, you have to do things where you have to drive the car. And you're driving the car, and it won't go up the hill, or you have to put the chains on the tires, or you're spinning yeah, out of control, and it's just a, it's just you know the pipes are are bursting. It's 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 not a lot of fun. No wonder people are moving to the but villages. I will tell, Who wouldn't? It is. You're right. No, it's like exponential. I mean, I mean, they're all they're they're all fleeing the Midwest and the North. I mean, they come down here like like today or over the over this past weekend, good God almighty, and they're saying, I'm moving here. I, I'm moving here. I'm not going to be chipping ice off my windshield anymore. And I'm telling you, my buddy's got that lodge up in Maine. And by the way, I know to live in it would be a nightmare, but I'm telling you to visit it. If you haven't, have you ever snowmobiled before, Jim? No. Buddy, let me tell you, add this to your bucket list. Uh, Maine just happens to be one of those areas in the, uh, that a lot of people don't know is like one of the snowmobiling capitals of North America. It is really that good. Thousands of miles of trails, beautiful land up there. It's inexpensive to visit. You can fly there for nothing. And my buddy's got this lodge up there and we go, we went up to last, uh, the day after Christmas last year, a snowmobile. It was awesome for about four days. And then it was like, this sucks. Isn't that where you, you, you lost control of it? Your wife broke her ankle or something and she had planned on a big trip to Quebec or Ottawa to go shopping, and she couldn't go because of the snowmobile accident? Or, am I, hey, Brad, or is that a dream? If Bradshaw's, in, if Bradshaw's in the room and can hear me right now, let him know. I'm going to punch him square in his face when I see him first thing tomorrow. Because I know he just told you to remind me of that. 
No. Horrible human being. But, Jimmy, that's not true. You told me that story last year. You told me that. I, you told me that story, and I remember because as soon as you said, "Hey, have you ever been snowmobiling?" and I gone, "Okay, I remember." He was snowmobiling, and he he went around a corner or hit a tree or something, and his wife, your wife, your lovely wife, you know, messed up her foot or her ankle Jimmy, or something. I would like to say I am so innocent in this. I he would is. like you to buy me lunch tomorrow. Yeah, he is. Nice. He is innocent. I remember the story, Jimmy. I was just waiting for the opportunity <laughs> to throw that in there, Jim. <laughs> Listen, again, no idea why you're coming at me today. I thought we were cool. Now, the second shot across my bow, but I will go ahead and clear it up. I want you to be at least correct if you're going to take shots at me. I drove her into a sensible ditch. (laughs) You know, if I didn't love you, I wouldn't pick on you. You know how that works. She catapulted over me. Into said bitch. Oh my god! <laughs> but her knee decided it wanted to still hang out on the snowmobile. Oh, 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 and you are correct, Jim. Yet again, by the way, wife about a foot from me right now. Yeah. So we're reliving this entire thing. The scowl has become. She <laughs> <laughs> was actually supposed to go. All the girls in the family right were on the way to come back the next day to go shopping in the old village. Uh, which again is amazing. If you haven't been up there, I suggest it highly. It's, well, uh, you could all you could have said, "That's no problem. We'll just go snow snowmobiling again." Yeah, she didn't <laughs> seem to want to communicate on any yeah. level with me uh-huh. right after that. You know, been there, done that. I got that T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> all, right. all right, buddy. Have a great program tomorrow, will you? Thanks, Brian. I appreciate you got it. Jim Colbert yeah. show tomorrow between the hours of three and seven on Real Radio. 104.1. Your next chance to win $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1. From. Thanks once again to uh, Orlando Pride head coach Tom Cermani and Alex Morgan, their star forward, 
for uh, coming by earlier this afternoon. The Orlando Pride, they kick off their season. Orlando City State, uh, Orlando City Stadium, take on the Utah Royals Saturday, 7.30. Tickets available. Go to orlando-pride.com. And congratulations to them once again. They teamed up in a bonus round of closest to the pin and shellacked. Uh, Mr. Pinkman. Kicked his, ten to two. Kicked his ass. It was just a... unbelievable. Mm-hmm. I'm still upset. Yes, Eddie, the shaman is here. Uh, I was listening. I was listening because I listened. Um, I want to know does does, <laughs> does Pinkman get any points at all? Since it was not only was it a schlacking, but then at the end you clear the slate because they got it within the twenty five. So does it even does it even get any points? Nope. Because no it point. seemed like you only got points for like writing your name on the form. You know what I mean? Because you only like had two the points. SAT. Exactly. That's why I got two. Really, I mean, because they got the crow question within twenty five. So it's just a you know. It's a, Do you know what I mean? It's a, it was an avalanche, is what it was. It was just, it was a wipeout. There wasn't even a mercy rule. You guys could have done a mercy. I mean, he was getting pounded. And and what was interesting about it is they were so unsure about their answers, hemming and hawing, and yet as soon as the answers started rolling, it was like, dude, did you even listen? Oh, about five questions in, they were just like, this is, uh, we got this. You 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 could hear it in her voice, she's like, ask us that first question again, like how tough we are. And she was, you know, you could oh, see yeah. she was popping, dude. Yeah. It was awesome. She was having fun. Uh, Jack, I made a note to Jim. Did you guys get new chairs? These are really nice chairs, and this is a really nice set of headphones. Do you guys get new stuff in here? No. Only for you. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought, I mean, yeah, 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 yeah. No, I thought it was maybe for like the earlier guests and like you guys left them in there by accident. Because I'm like, dude, this chair is like standing up straight. And it's here with the headphones, we don't, any day you come in, we don't know what equipment's going to be in here. It's but, a short cord, too. Yeah. By the way, guys, so grab a line. Anywhere. So you want to win it? We're going to get this underway. We have some great prizes. What is so you want to win? A so you want to win has three rounds. Round one is true-false. It's 50-50. Uh, you can have lifelines with that. If you make it through that, you go to round two. It's called Brad's in the News. Stories ripped from the headlines. It's the current events quiz. You have lifelines for that if you want them. Um, and then if you make it to round three, it's Brad's who said that. That's multiple choice. They provide you with a quote, and then you pick the person who made the quote. And we'll have some nice prizes. Oh, Jim, these prizes today. You're not going to believe what we have available. I mean it. You I won't tell believe you it. what. You will not believe it. Oh, hi, Pinkman. Hello. We have a four fa- family four-pack of tickets to Gatorland, where you can see Savannah feed chicken to a gator and then pat it on the snout. The <laughs> gator, I mean. A $50 Marlowe's Tavern gift card. That's a nice prize. That's always oh, yeah. a good time. All of them are Love nice. Tell you what. A pair of tickets to Melbourne Air and Space Show happening this weekend at Melbourne International Airport. Yeah. Ooh. And a pair of tickets to the Orlando Science Center to experience Mindbender Mansion. More info at osc.org. We're all saying Melbourne now? Melbourne. Mel- Melbourne. Yeah, but he just said Melbourne. I and did. I think he said Melbourne because of the ad. Yeah, that ad throws me off. I'm pretty sure it's Melbourne, named for. Uh, oh, well, that's the plate. way. That's what. Yeah, that's. Yeah, well, but he was, he he journeyed to Australia, and I think, probably, if he were alive, what was his name? Cornthwaite John something or another. <laughs> he might have said, "Yeah, the 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 town is called Melbourne." It is no. He was from he's England. He's right. It was na- he named it because of his fondness for Melbourne, Australia. Yeah, but along the way, it got converted to Melbourne here. Yeah, Melbourne. It's just easier, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. I lived there. That's where Melbourne. my first house was. Melbourne. In Melbourne. Melba Toast. On Croton. Melba Croton Toast. Melba Toast, yeah. Has nothing to do with Melbourne, Jim. I thought that's where it was invented. You actually thought that Melba Toast was invented in Melbourne? I th- either Australia or Florida. Why else would it be called Melba? Well, you could put that. Well, it might have been, you know, 
Like naming a boat. Whoever invented the toast named it after his wife. Yeah. That might make sense. Melba? Like Melba's toast. Like maybe just made a little whatever, and she said, this is absolutely terrific. You ought to make this and sell it. So, oh, okay. I'll call it Melba toast. Boom. A, yeah. Who knows, really? You're probably right. Well, I think I'm closer maybe than Melbourne, Australia. Oh, I'm there, yeah. Unless they put Vegemite on there. You ever had Vegemite? Yes. Uh -uh. It's not very good. Yes. Melba Toast is named after Dame Nellie Melba, the stage name of Australian opera singer Helen Porter Mitchell. From Melbourne. Separate ourselves from (laughs) Melbourne and Australia. (laughs) (laughs) Where's Boomerang Bob? Open up that line to Boomerang Bob. Hey, Boomerang. Boomerang, Boomerang Bob. Bob, are you there? Boomerang yeah, Bob. hello, sorry. Hello. Uh, Boomerang Bob, we were just talking about Melba Toast, and somebody mentioned that Melba Toast might have been invented in Melbourne, <laughs> Australia. Ah, that is correct, sir. No, it's not. Yes, it is. <laughs> so <you> believe, <laughs> believe everything you read on Wikipedia, do you? I do. Classic American. Need to get on boomerang file. How's the American... Uh, are you married that? or separate? What happened to you? Well, married Wallaby Wallace. He decided he was like, ah, I don't want to work in radio with you anymore. This marriage is a sham. And then he left me. He, he uh, broke the news to me at Dingo Danglers. <laughs> and, uh, you know, it's it's been rough ever since. You but, like those blooming onions down there? Do you eat that uh, uh, stuff down there? You know, we do. No rules just right. Set for uh, in divorce court, apparently. <laughs> Lots of rules there. Oh, he, he's taking you for a ride, is he? No, you don't even know. Had to move out of me house. Genius. You wear one of those hats with the uh, with the crocodile teeth, you know, the hat band with the crocodile teeth, and you carry that big knife? Nah, no one's done that since Paul Hogan. Uh, you ever see him? Is he Rome still roaming around? Mm, not so much. He uh, He came around for a little bit. Then started brandishing his knife and uh, did a little stint in prison for that one he did. Oh, did he? Okay. Yeah. Right. Y'all look out. How's the radio show going? Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, financial troubles. Financial troubles at the bush. Can't do much about it, but I keep talking. I have a podcast now. <laughs> do you? You have a yeah. podcast <laughs> like every other Australian. It's called Inside the Pouch with Bimarang Bob. <laughs> I so I can pick that up anywhere inside the pouch with Boomerang Bob. That's right. Okay, that's right. It's uh, you can hear it within uh, three hundred feet of Alice Springs. <laughs> pick it up on your TV rabbit ears or uh, tin foil. Oh, All right, Boomerang Bob, hang in there. I hope the uh, divorce proceedings go your uh, way. I'll, up, I'll update you. <laughs> it's right. been a pleasure. Okay, see you later. Okay, okay. goodbye. Okay. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Eddie, what do you think of that? Uh, I think that's absolutely uh, brilliant, and I actually have a boomerang joke. Do you want to hear it real quick? Uh, Very quick. Well, I, yeah, I, I don't think we have. Uh, I don't think we can say no now. Jim. <laughs> no, I think we just have to go with this. I can't believe he gave you permission. I mean, what he's yeah, sanding life. It's I am beautiful. still looking forward a to this. Boomerang, Jim. This part of, yeah, okay. Mm-hmm. What do you call a boomerang what that doesn't it? come back? What do you call a boomerang that does not come back? A stick. Oh, I get it. <laughs> oh, really? <God. laughs> I love you, Eddie. <laughs> so move it right along. <laughs> I was kind of waiting for you to be like, Here. classic.
Uh, here's our first contestant. It's Beth from Merritt Island. Hey. Hey, Beth, how are you? I'm good. I'd rather listen to Matt Wright, the outback wrangler from Australia. Well, you know, the real guy. Uh, okay, he's well. A he's a tough cookie. He's there, a no. fraud. Boomerang <laughs> Bob no, just came. He's a fraud. He's a fraud. No, no, he's not. Gives a bad name he, to he, Australians, he does. Nah, he's the best. Proper mental. Nah, he's the best. What'd you say? He's what mental? He's proper. proper mental. Yeah, he says he's mental. Yeah, no. He's the best. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, nope. You keep your opinions, I'll Matt, keep mine, Matt lady. Wright, Matt Wright's best. All right, you ready? I'm up against <laughs> the reckon. clock. Uh, just go true false, then if you get through this, we'll uh, I'll put you on hold. True okay. or false on the equinox? That was last Tuesday. It's easier to balance an egg vertically on a flat surface than on other days of the year. Is that true or false? I'm gonna say that is true. Want to use a lifeline? If it, if, as long as it ain't Eddie. <laughs> oh, make it Ouch. Eddie. Make it Eddie. How about Boomerang Bob? Boomerang yeah. Bob on the Equinox. Boomerang Bob. That was last Tuesday. It's easier to balance an egg vertically on a flat surface than on other days of the year. Is that true or false, Boomerang Bob? Uh, yes, true. Boomerang Bob says true. That's what I said, too. That's your final answer? Yep. Sorry. Ah. Sorry, Beth. Oh, no, Beth. I'm sorry. False. Sorry. Oh. Oh. Maybe uh, south of the equator. Yeah. It's the Phillips File on Real Radio 104.1. And now back to the greatest game show So you want a winner. All right, let's get back to So You Want a Winner. People have been waiting. Here we go. Here we go, Tony. You ready to play? Yes, sir. All right, buddy. True or false, it's no longer a crime in Utah to allow your children to play outside unsupervised or walk home alone from school. Is that true or false? You know, Jim, I'm glad you asked me this question. <laughs> My granddad uh, yeah. mm -hmm. let me walk like miles and miles. So, yeah, that, that's true. True, he says. All right. That's your final answer? Mm-hmm. All right, Tony, moving on to round two. Mo's not here. Jack answered the question. Oh, yeah, I do. Everybody's prepared on this <laughs> well, program. I'm getting texts from Dave Siebert saying, hey, I was the one who put together those first cruises. <laughs> and, then, and then Mo was texting him and saying, "You better not screw up my part of this game." Yeah. It's been a whole thing. <laughs> All right, here it is. Brad's in the news story is ripped from the headlines. Picture this: sweeping dunes, river pebbles, and an ancient lake bed. There's also the numerous obligatory selfies capturing the unique backdrops. Yet, despite two thousand days. Of SOL searching, there are no signs of Matt Damon. What is making tracks in the news? Mm. You have lifelines if you want them. Yes, sir. Thank you. Matt Damon. Uh, do you think he's on a trek to raise awareness for something? <laughs> 2,000 days of souls. Uh, Matt Damon, SOL that's a good clue. Oh, uh, then let's say he's doing a sun thing. Like, it's a, like soul is sun. S-O-L-E. No power. signs of Matt Damon. Mm -hmm. No oh. signs yeah, of Matt Damon. Yeah, think of potatoes and Matt Damon. What is making tracks Oh, that, ma that Mars thing, uh, Mars rover something or yep, another. Yep, they found ice. Up there. Yeah, Mars rover. Curio curiosity Mars rover. There you go. Good nice. job. Moving on to Brad Sue said that. Here we go, Tony, for the win. Here's the quote. Tell me who said it. I can't put into words how much this means to me. Who said that? Phil Nicholson, the golfer, Guillermo del Toro, the movie director, 
or Chris Stapleton, the singer. I can't put into words how much this means to me. Phil Mickelson, Guillermo del Toro, or Chris Stapleton? That was Phil. Phil Mick, you want a lifeline? No, sir. Phil Mickelson. All right. Hold on. That's your final answer? Mm-hmm. Yeah, no lifeline. Yeah, baby. Hey, he's Tony, wow. right? He is good. Good, wow. good. good job there, Tony. John Bon Jovi. Let's move on to uh, Dennis. Here we go. Dennis, true or false? 68% of millennials fully expect the next generation to develop emotional relationships with the robots that serve them. Is that true or false? Sounds true. Okay, you want to use a lifeline? Yeah. All right, what do you think, lifelines? What's up, Pinkman? Yeah, what's up, Pinkman? He's busy right now. Where's Boomerang Bob? (laughs) Hello. Boomerang Bob (laughs) is at your service. Boomerang Bob, true or false, 68% of millennials fully expect the next generation to develop emotional relationships with the robots that serve them. Uh, yes, true, and they'll use it to listen to In the Pouch with Boomerang Bob. Uh, Boomerang Bob says true. What do you think, Eddie? I think that does sound true because uh, people are already in touch with and love their electronics, so why wouldn't they love an- another electronic? What do you want to do, Dennis, true or false? Well, no true. Mm-hmm. That's your final answer? Sure. Yeah, good job. Round two, here's Jack. Round two coming, Bond. This is uh, Brad's in the news stories, ripped from the headlines. Vienna, Zurich, Munich, and Auckland. What do these four cities have in common? Mm. Yeah. Are they names of sausages? Actually, let me get a lifeline. I've Life never lines. heard of an Auckland sausage, but <laughs> I was going to never know. I've heard of Vienna sausages, but <laughs> those Auckland sausages. Oh, wow. Maybe, maybe I'm missing something. Australian sausages. Haven't lived till you've had an Auckland sausage. <laughs> <laughs> Dingo Danklers is running a <laughs> heard special. Heard that at the club the other night. <laughs> 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 yeah. That Auckland sausage. What do you think, Eddie? I hey, don't know. Mate, I- <laughs> Vienna, Zurich, Munich, and Auckland. It sounds delicious. Um, are they all? I mean, aren't they all in New Zealand? No, no, no they're not. No. Oh yeah, Munich is the other one. Vienna. Germany. Um, let's say uh, they're all having festivals for sausages. Billy Joel. <gasps> Do you think maybe he's having concerts? Like maybe there's a new concert series, and those are the four places he's playing. You know, they're all cities. Okay, <laughs> oh, number okay. one. <laughs> so what of all? What of all those? What do those cities have in common? They're all the best places to live in the world. That's your final answer. Right, there you go. Oh now you're, now you're working it. Top rated with the best quality of right. life. Eddie, you got it. Good job, Eddie. Yay. All right, here we go for the uh, Brad's who said that. His, here's for the win. Uh, for the first time in many, here's the quote, for the first time in many years, a serious effort is being made by all parties concerned. The world is watching and waiting. Who said that? Donald Trump, Jimmy Kimmel, Ashley Judd. Which one are you going to eliminate? <laughs> you. Boomerang Bob. Yeah, I'll bring Eddie the... I mean, I'll bring um, uh, Mr. Pinkman back and say goodbye oh, to hello. Boomerang Bob. Goodbye. For the first time in many years, a serious effort is being made by all parties concerned. The world is watching and waiting. Donald Trump, Jimmy Kimmel, Ashley Judd. I feel like it's Jimmy Kimmel. I don't know. Let me get a lifeline. Lifelines. As much as I like Jimmy, uh, I'm going to go with Ashley Judd. Okay. I would say Ashley Judd is. Uh, She's an Judd actress. She's an the actress. one that uh, helped start the the Me Too movement, uh, who uh, was one of the first uh, blesser to come forward and 
talk about the um, about uh, Harvey Weinstein and his improper behavior. Where do you go with Jim? Ooh, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> I, 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 got, I have the answers in front of me, and I, I don't know who to go with. <laughs> I, I'll give you. I'll give you a clue. It's not Jimmy Kimmel. So it's either Donald Trump or Ashley Judd. Can you repeat it one more time? Oh, sure. For the first time in many years, a serious effort is being made by all parties concerned. The world is watching and waiting. Bro, think about it. Would Donald Trump really formulate that sentence? Can you repeat it in a Trump impersonation? I could, but I won't. (laughs) No. Uh, We'll go with uh, Ashley Judd. Ashley Judd. That's your final answer? Yeah. No, I'm sorry. It was Donald Trump. (laughs) Oh, Dennis. I know. It hurts so much. R.I.P. All right, uh, everybody else, stay on the line. I'm going to get to you after the break. It's So You Want to Win It on Real Radio 104.1. Check out the news. Here's Big Daddy. Thank you, Big Jim Weasel. Police in Sanford were able to find iPad thieves using the Find My iPad app. This is exactly what Mo's husband wanted to do but actually successful. Please don't punch me, George. Next, an unemployed couple in Massachusetts was caught with $600,000 worth of heroin and cocaine in their car. I tell ya that I'll buy a lot of chowda ma wall bag. Finally, speaking of drugs, a Fly Jamaica Airways crew member was caught with over 100,000 worth of cocaine strapped to their leg. Boy this is like a whole different plot for cool runnings too. Feel the rhythm do the time am I right? Headlines were brought to you by the free iHeartRadio app. And transmission. That's right, you get all the shows on real radio in addition to all your favorite music in the convenience of your smartphone. All you have to do is go to the App Store, type iHeartRadio, tap Get. It shows up on the home screen. Open that up, and you are good to go. That is our free iHeartRadio app. At Real Radio 1041 on Twitter, brought to you by Seacoast Bank. See why local is better by visiting SeacoastBank.com. Better by all accounts since 1926. Member FDIC. From and now back to the greatest game show ever. You want to win the hokiest, cornballiest, plastic gifts that break when you look at them? Yeah. So you want to win a... By the way, don't take a look at your 401k tomorrow because the market dropped 724 points today after the president announced uh, tariffs against China. It's about 2%. So you probably lost 2% of the value of your 401k and uh, because of his announcement on these uh, tariffs. It was the fifth worst trading day in u.s history if stormy daniels doesn't take him down uh, this might this kind of stuff might anyway with that encouraging news let's get back to so you'll want to win a couple of contestants to go before eddie the shaman comes along to get our chi flowing people have been waiting a long time all right nick you ready to play yep here we go nick true or false nick with the closing of its north pole location there are now just six remaining blockbuster stores operating in the United States. Is that true or false? Uh, I'll take some help. You guys have any idea? Yeah, lifelines. I think that has to be true. Where do all the old blockbuster movies go? There's got to be at least six. Yes, I go with that. I think it's true. I both think they sold them. Both say true. I will agree. All right. That's your final answer? Yep. Yeah, four, four in Alaska. Two others in Oregon. Moving on to round two. Here's Jack. No Wi-Fi there. Uh, <laughs> stories ripped from the headlines. We call it Brad's in the news. Heads up. Here's your big fashion news of the week. A once popular and ubiquitous fashion accessory with ties to the past is officially trending back. 
often seen in bright colors and patterns. They have been spotted in the office, at the gym, and appeared on the runway at a New York Fashion Week. Seems like the perfect complement to yoga pants. What is bringing it all together? Mm. Uh, I'll take hell, but my first thought was Zubas. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, it sounds like I mean, it's not like suspenders or bow ties or ties or anything like bringing it all together. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, belts. Spanks. Heads up. Mm-hmm. Heads up. Uh, hats. Hair ties. <gasps> Ooh, how about what? hair accessories? Oh, that's your final answer. Sure, scrunchies. Good job. Nice. Oh, yeah. Pinkman knows his scrunchies. He sure does. You know what a scrunchie is, don't you, Eddie? You know, what a scrunchie I, is? I'm well aware of what a scrunchie is. Sir. <laughs> well aware, Delaware. Uh, I think I insulted Eddie. <laughs> <A> scrunchie. <laughs> Sorry. Scrunchie is a scrunchie is an elastic band that has cloth sewn around it, uh-huh. so it's not like a hair band, but it's a scrunchie, and then you can scrunch it up, and you can use it to hold your hand up, or you can use it as a wrist. Yeah, well, if you ornament. have a ponytail, you just see. Yeah. Yes, okay. you just say wrist ornament. Ornament. <laughs> what did he say? Wrist ornament. He said wrist ornament. Oh, okay. Because he said to put it on your wrist, but he didn't know what to call it, so he called it an ornament. I like that. <laughs> All right, Nick, here we go. Here's Brad who said that. Here we go. Here's the quote. Now tell me who said it. Quote, I've been told that I look irritated 24-7, but in reality, it's only 50% of the time. Who said that? Megan Fox, Paris Jackson, Simon Cowell. I've been told that I look irritated 24-7, but in reality, it's only 50% of the time. Megan Fox, Paris Jackson, Simon Cowell. You have lifelines if you want them. Uh... I would think it'd be Simon Cowell, but what do you think, Lifelines? Well, uh, I don't know. Megan Fox has always had that kind of attitude, bad true. girl attitude. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think Prince, you know, he's upset because, you know, his dad's unfortunately passed away. So I'm going to go with Simon Cowell. Uh, yeah, same. Simon, they're recommending Simon Cowell. Here's the quote one more time. I've been told that I look irritated 24-7, but in reality, it's only 50% of the time. Megan Fox, Paris Jackson, Simon Cowell. Definitely Simon Cowell. I'll Irritated. Gi- I'll give you. I'll give you a hint. I'll give you a clue. It's not Simon Cowell. Ah, oh, crap! Damn it! Uh, I'm here with Megan Fox. Yes. They're saying Megan Fox or Paris Jackson. Uh, Megan Fox. All right. Uh, I'll go with the guys. Come on, guys. All right, Megan Fox. That's your final answer. Nice. Yeah. Sorry, Paris Jackson. Oh, nice sorry, work, guys. Bro. Nice Why? guy. You ruined his weekend. Why is Paris so upset? Sorry, brah. It's a dude, right? Mm-hmm. Is it? Is any other guy? Who? No, I think Paris was a girl. Paris oh, is the that's daughter. the daughter. My bad. Sorry. Mm. Oh, the other one's maybe, Prince. Maybe right? that's why she's upset. <laughs> Everyone keeps thinking I'm a boy! Here's Jim. Ready to play, Jim? Yes, I am. Okay, buddy, here we go. True or false? The last transmission heard from Amelia Earhart's co-pilot, Harry Manning, was, I've lost the backfeed. I've lost the backfeed. <laughs> Is that true or false? You have my, lifelines. My, my first gut is false, but um, I'd love a lifeline. Yeah, what do you, you think, guys? Me. Okay. Um, Harry Manning transmitted, I've lost the backfeed. I, I, I've I lost the backfeed. I did a touring theater show of Amelia Earhart, and her co-pilot's name was Fred. So we're going to go false on that one. Classic Brad. False. They say false. What do you want to do there, Jimbo? I'm going to Fall, Don't fall, so all right. That's your final answer? Yes. There you go. Round two for you. Good luck. <laughs> Brad's in the news. Common Bond, Justin Timberlake, U2, and Taylor Swift. 
What do these three artists unfortunately have in common? Mm-hmm. Justin Timberlake, you two, and Taylor Swift. Taylor, Taylor Swift, Swift, yeah. Unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, I think I'm going to need another lifeline. Well, huh? let's do it, then. Yeah, Ooh. Do you think they have dwaining ticket sales for their uh, concerts? Dwaining. Dwayne. Dwayne. Down to Dwayne. <laughs> Those ticket sales went down to Dwayne. <laughs> the moon is waxing. The Allman Brothers band at one time. This is what we unfortunately oh have in common. <laughs> we went down to Dwayne. <laughs> oh, oh man, I can't breathe. Um, is it lawsuit? <laughs> Dwayneing Allman eat a peach. That was so good. I don't know if it was that good. It was great. <laughs> it really was. Oh, he's got to buy time. Yeah, I got to eat up some time. Oh no, not, no, don't eat time. Because you're not getting 15 minutes. That is minutes. very important. Um, okay. They didn't have dwayning ticket sales. <laughs> Let's but. say they sold out too quickly and not enough people get to go to see their concerts. Mm. No. Mm. You were on the right track yeah. with dwayning ticket sales. <laughs> yeah, you're on the right track with dwayning. Uh, yeah. they, Expensive tickets. Dwayning. Yes. What else? Poor. Ring. Pouring Poor. rain. No, yeah. no They've had to cancel concerts because of the weather. <laughs> no, it's just poor what? Let's poor. go back to dwayning. Poor, ring. poor, ring. poor, lousy, poor, poor sales. disappointing, of? disappointing. That's your final. Did you say sales? You said yeah. sales. Yeah. Merchandise. Sales. Okay. Record music. albums. Album their music. Timber trees. LPs. All right, here we go. Here's uh, here's Brad's. Who said that? Here we go. Uh, here's the quote. Tell me who said it. Okay. The last year and a half, almost two years, give or take, it's been a struggle because I want to be at the top. Who said that? Stephen Colbert, Bubba Watson, Lindsey Vaughn. The last year and a half, almost two years, give or take, it's been a struggle because I want to be at the top. Stephen Colbert, Bubba Watson, Lindsey Vaughn. Let's see what the lifelines have to say. Yeah. My, my, first, my first thought is, um, is Lindsey Vaughn. She's a competitor, yeah. and she's got, she's got true grit. And she's had those knee problems, so Wait. that's my first thought. But let's see what the let's see what the experts. Well, let's have. see what the experts have to say. Yeah, experts. Yeah, we're As an experts. expert, I'd like to give my opinion that it is Bubba Watson because he was very depressed and he almost quit golfing because he wasn't playing well for the last two years, and then he ended up winning. So I'm going to go with Bubba Watson. Who was the other option between Stephen Colbert and okay. Lizzie Vaughn? Um, I am going to hypothesize that it is Stephen Colbert. All right, we have a split decision there, Jim. We got Stephen Colbert, Bubba Watson, or Lindsey Vaughn. You know, whoever advocated for Bubba sounded pretty darn convincing to me. And, that was Fritz. Um, I, I, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with him and and go with Bubba Watson for the win. Going with Bubba Watson for the win. Well, that's because maybe Pinkman didn't sell. Who'd you, who'd you pick? Stephen Colbert. S Stephen Colbert, you know, didn't sell it. Anyway. Think about it. He's a talented guy, bro. Way to sell it, Pinky. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Way to close the deal there. Uh, uh, you know, what will it take to get you into Stephen Colbert today? <laughs> I, I think I, I'm going to fit into a pair of Stephen Colbert's right now. Really? Gross. All right, hold on oh, for boy. just a minute. I'm going to give you a little bit of help. It, it is not Lindsey Vaughn. Oh. Uh, it's not Lindsey Vaughn. I'll give you the quote one more time, and then the two of them can argue it out if they want to. The last year and a half, almost two years, give or take, it's been a struggle because I want to be at the top. Stephen Colbert or Bubba Watson? 
Guys, are you sticking with your... It's totally Bubba, because golf is the hardest game to play. It's been a struggle for him. He almost quit. Bubba Watson. Totally Dukes a hazard car. Why? Uh, you know, I just think it's him. I want to be his contrary. New show. <laughs> All right, there we go, Jim. It's up to you. Stephen Colbert, Bubba Watson, Lindsey Vaughn has been taken off the table. I know. It's difficult. All right. Let's, uh... Let's do a reverse and go with Stephen Colbert. Oh boy. Well, then what? Can I just ask why the reverse? Well, because you didn't give me the dings when I first said Bubba. I said Bubba, and I I didn't get any dings unless you're 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 just confusing the heck out of me. I could be doing that. Yes, well, you are. You definitely are. No, that's a, no, but that's really up to you. I mean, if you're if you're. You can't blame me for being confused. Forget, I mean, forget Jim's extra chances here. Out of the two lifelines, who do you believe more confidently knows the answer here? Bubba. Bubba Watson. Yes. That's your final answer? Sure. Yeah, baby. <laughs> Good job, Jim. Absolutely. Good job, son. Absolutely. That's the way to play the game. Thanks for playing So You'll Want to Win. I love these people. <laughs> oh, yes. Poor Once guy. Again, my children, it is time to let your yin meet your yang. Reach deep into your soul. Find your inner child and teach him not to touch himself in public. It's the hardest working man in the business. I give you Eddie the Shaman. By the way, uh, President Trump's National Security Advisor, H.R. McMaster, is resigning. He will be replaced by former U.N. Ambassador John Bolton, uh, that warmonger. Other than that, let's get our uh, chief flowing. Here's Eddie. Well, as you know, brothers and sisters of love, for those that have been tuning into the right frequencies, it's a happy day, and our serotonin levels are so much higher. Because remember, if you listen to binaural beats, or if you start listening to different frequencies, they can unlock things in your brain. For example, the path to self-discovery. As you know, we've been working on ourselves. This is the year of you. This is the year of yourself. This is the year of the two. Remember, you are partnering with your inner child to promote beautifulness for yourself. Mm. So, think about this jim yeah i thought about it i contemplated this week and i started thinking about reoccurring themes now i want you to play simply you don't have to give any answers if you don't want to if you guys want to play you can but i started thinking about what are the three like or four reoccurring themes of my daily existence and i tried to break it down and i came up with a list and these are the four i came up with and i know it sounds weird but i came up with wake coffee laugh sleep that in every day one of my daily existence, one of my occurrences that I do all the time is I always wake up. I wake up. I usually have coffee. I always have coffee every day. I usually laugh at least every single day. And That's then good. I usually go to sleep. Now, granted, we could always add some existential. Like, I laugh. I love. You know, I tell my wife I love her. I tell the kid. But you know what I mean? Like, out of your four things, I can name one. I know that you drink a cup of coffee with your French press pretty much every day, wouldn't you say? Every day. Okay. It's, part, it's just it's just part of my th- It's part of my existence. Bingo. You know, I've had my coffee carafe for more than... 35 years. The same French press craft? I, what, no. Oh, no, craft, the, the one that the you hold it in. That holds the hot coffee. That's beautiful. Is there anything that you use on a daily basis, every single day, whether your kitchen, your bathroom, wherever, mm-hmm. you, you you utilize this every day that you've had for that length of time? You have a razor you've had that long? A watch. Um, I'm trying to think. Because, again, those well, have amazing energy. But I know vessels. I know exactly what we're talking about. But vessels. anything. 
Think of that about anything that you that you've had in your existence that you still utilize every single day. And not right next to my stove, uh, right next to the little tin that has the love stuff on it. I actually have a, a, a one of those. You remember the uh, finger bowls you made when you were a kid? The ones you had to thumb, but then the ones you rolled and you baked them in class. I have one from second grade sitting next to my stove, and it holds my little cooking crystals in there. So yes, I use that every single day, and then I would use it to burn smudge. But the stuff crystals. that I made when what's I was a, a cook- what's a cooking Ooh, crystal? Oh, I got crystals for my nephew. Um, um, he, when he came to visit me from Santa Fe, he gave me a whole bunch of different crystals, and I put them in this special bowl that I had made when I was a kid, and I leave them there right there because they give me energy when I'm cooking. Isn't that cool? Yeah, but I'm I'm, I'm talking about something tangible that you actually put in your think. hand and use every mm. day. That's I. You know what? I'm gonna have you to have go a home coffee and research. Cup you've had that long? Yes. You do I, yeah. A, oh yeah. You I use every day over 20 years. Yes, easily at my house. I have my one big giant ESPN coffee mug. It's oh, okay. so worn. All the things on the outside have worn off. Okay. Do you see how far we can go with this, Jim? I know. That's why it's so beautiful. So, brothers Sorry. and sisters, well, it's all good, man. Think about this. Okay. Think about your routines. Are you simple or are you using simplicity? Are you using specific moves? Because that is a routine. If you think about dancing, it's a routine. It's a pattern you must accomplish that has a beginning, middle, and end. But think about your routines, brothers and sisters. Do you have that routine where you go to a special coffee shop? Do you have a routine where you stop by a certain spot every day? Think about this. Habit or habitat. For example, the other day, I was trying to like figure out who am I? What am I doing? Why do I talk this way? And then I realized, wait a minute, I came from the beach, so I am a surfer, dude, even though I don't really surf. And even though I've got that Long Island blood in me, which is kind of New York energy, I live here in Florida. And then I thought about it. I'm like, wait a minute. Sometimes I just chill and I just stare off into the distance. And then you see, like, you meet like a surfer dude that's just kind of chilling. And I'm like, wait a minute, we're just like each other, but I'm conscious of my chilling, whereas you're just chilling. So that's the moment when you realize, are you being simple? Are you being simplistic? And now think about the action and the reaction are you a piece of driftwood that cares or are you jim an action or a reaction example jim Mm. when you wear something clothing are you looking for a reaction from people are you wearing it because it makes you feel good more nowadays because it makes me feel good excellent so when in the past did you wear something i have to have right if i was wearing black shoes that had that black socks well sure but i've reached the stage in my life if i have brown socks and black shoes i don't give a crap if that's what i have i'm not there used to be a time if i got a little stain on a, on a tie when yeah. i wore ties i drive home to change ties that okay now i don't even wear a tie you know what isn't i mean but now think about these things that is i mean who who was the guy that always wore the tie but that was a set but you set up that standard for yourself so many years ago and it got away again this is I a very professional show exactly but now that i'm successful i just dress the way that i want to see that's and plus i'm in my elder years and you know how you would get i know uh, trust me i'm getting into my elder years <laughs> my elder years. i i can't wait and so think about this jim <laughs> think about is it are you reaction for you by you smells clothing opinion perspective choices haven't you ever like been cooking something or you you're about to eat something and someone walks by and they're like that's disgusting and they just dismiss what you're about to eat even though they've never yeah, eaten kiss it. my ass right doesn't that throw you like why'd you just throw i'm you're not eating it i'm about to eat it why would you say that was that throwing the shade why, why, why would anybody do something like it, that it, and again and they'll say but at the same in that same breath jim this is this is what i'm working on in that same breath they'll go i have a right to have an opinion i can say whatever i want and you're like yeah okay america but you don't have to say what i'm about to eat is disgusting and you're not even going to eat it 
What's keep it your to problem? Yourself. You don't have anything good to say. Just keep it to yourself. Bingo, bango. Or so, get brothers. Your, get yourself a job on the radio. That's what I like to hear because if you think about it, Jim, isn't this the year we're trying to alleviate in 2018? Hello. And you know what, Jim? I got to tell you, last week I had an amazing moment. There I was in the HC. Jack, you know what I'm talking about. And we were, doing, we were doing Bunny in the Park, and the marshmallows were flying from the sky. And the small children, they didn't want to wait for the helicopter to leave. So what did they do? They booked it out on the field. Now imagine yeah. me by myself trying to stop 50 different children oh. at the same time with a helicopter over my head. I am literally trying to stretch arm. I'm like, Cuidado! I'm screaming every Spanish word I know because I'm just trying to keep the kids safe. Cuidado. I said cuidado. Yeah. And so what happened was, Jim, after all of it was over, this lady tapped me on the shoulder when I was by the Midway Games trying to win something by hitting a balloon with a dart. And she goes, Eddie? And I went, Yeah. She's like, what you do, your energy, your voice. And she started shaking, and we took a picture. But, Jim, at that moment, that was the moment I said to myself, you are. You are doing what you're supposed to be doing. There you go. Don't ever stop. Don't ever... Don't ever deny yourself that love. So, brothers and sisters of love, Uh remember what the beaver says. What? You need to make today count. You need to build towards manifesting your dreams and your goals. Take a deep breath. In. Let it go. Ah, I remember three things. Here we go. Peace, love, and the Phillips file, lovers. Shaka! There goes a bat. Thank you for partaking in the cleansing of your soul. This is just one step in your journey toward inner peace and happiness. Remember to keep your chakras in line. And wash your hands after you go to the bathroom. Eddie, let's find some new power animals, all right? There's, uh, I mean, there's thousands sure. and thousands of different animals out Dude, there. Dude, I can do that, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. You want to change it up? I'm cool with that, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all right, I'm ready? Actually, you yeah. want to know something? These cards. Now I got your okay. answer. These you cards for over 25 We're years. Out of good show today. Thank you very much, uh, Tom Sermani and Alex Morgan. Thanks for dropping by. Thanks, Eddie. Back on Monday at 3, right after Shawnee's The News Junkie with Sabrina and C. Lane. They follow the monsters in the morning. Jim Colbert show tomorrow between the hours of 3 and 7. Uh, uh, three and seven. Tonight, eat dessert first. Grin like a dog. Wander aimlessly. Pound your conch as often as you can. Buy your books with cash and eat some ants. Bye-bye and take care. $1,000 is just minutes away on Real Radio 104.1.